0: This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces stay away from Istvan 5. Reports flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Folken and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects.
1: What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners, and welcome to episode 56 of the Radio Freest podcast, a Horse Heresy 30K podcast. My name's Michael, and I got my two co-hosts here, Derek. How's it going, everybody? And Scott, all the way from Kentucky.
2: What's going on, guys? <laughs> just
1: just keeping them, just teasing them, Scott, just waiting. That's He's right. busy, He's That's busy right, painting man. over there. We can see it. We all see it. So uh, we got a pretty nice little episode prepped and uh, ready for you guys. Uh, we're going to discuss some some fun things. We're going to go over an intro, which is going to, you know, we're going to touch base with each other because, you know, the last time we talked it was a week ago, and we were all getting to know each other a little bit more. It's been a minute. And uh, then we're going to go into some hobby progress. Uh, some, we're going to look into some new releases that Forge World came out with. We're going to go into some voicemails that you guys sent in. We're gonna do some Warhammer Fest talk and then we're gonna wrap it all up with uh, Scott's recollection of uh Music City Heresy. The powerful uh uh oh man, what what is their group is their group called Music City? David
2: Heresy? Uh, uh, I, The group yeah, yeah, let's just go with that. The, um, yeah, the group is Music City I Heresy. I don't know what Saintson and Kirkus call themselves. I oh. I just call them, you know. Handsome motherfuckers, Joe Kirkus, the the homeless Joe Kirkus, as some might call him.
1: What really? But they call him homeless Joe Kirkus
2: just because he kind of he kind of looks like a homeless dude, man. I mean, <laughs> I love Joe Kirkus; he's awesome, but he does. <laughs> it does. That's is what it is. <laughs>
1: it's like you know what? I'm, <laughs> you're like I'm not going to sugarcoat it because I I'm, I like you, <laughs> so I can't in my heart.
2: <laughs> I like you, Joe. I, <laughs> it's with you. If that's First what you were I going you, for, I you, nailed you were homeless, it. man. He found his way into Ryan's basement and I didn't know what to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so that's uh, Joe Kirkus, who's powerful, powerful barter town admin and super, super dude. And then uh, David Sampson, old black label painting, doing his thing. So it's pretty dope, dude. That's pretty dope. So we'll go over that a little bit uh, coming up later. So we got a whole bunch of voicemails actually. Uh, so I'm super looking at some of these voicemails. We got Jordan's, um, we have Jordan's puppy story, like his, uh, I know last week we kind of left it on a cliffhanger and where he was going into the Canadian border, but didn't have a, didn't, didn't have a good time, didn't have a good, yeah, they stopped him at the border and when they popped his trunk, they noticed it was just boxes upon boxes of, wrapped games workshop
3: stuff and so still sealed still had price tags on it so
1: the puppy
2: stories always you know end well on this podcast i'm sure this one i'm optimistic for the i sure hope we
3: can air it
1: (laughs) i know maybe like maybe like jordan tried to sneak in and like an unfiltered
3: puppy story like He knew if we played the first part,
1: <laughs> it'll be like it's innocent. Like, it's like, oh, they'll trust me, I can play the first part and then sneak in the tragedy at the end. Like, I'm kind of afraid of that. But <laughs> they
3: played the first part, they can't just leave it on a cliffhanger. They didn't have to play it, can't just cut it.
2: So, so, I'm sure the FCC doesn't bother this kind of shit anyway. It's <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> they, uh, they're like, hey, I need you to look into this uh, podcast. Oh, uh, what's it about? Uh, some shit called Warham Warhammer. Warhammer. <laughs> I don't know, some nerd ass shit.
2: Oh, and war weird.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Some Lord of the Ring shit. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> or them star <laughs> battles nerds at it again.
1: <laughs> they play a Star Trek game. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. We gotta finish that story up. And then uh, I'm really excited because Dan Porter sent in a voicemail, and Dan Porter has – he's given us so far, he's given us the awesome uh, uh trapped in the – trapped on the lake and found himself naked in another country and found his way back home. He crossed a border naked, and then he also – he gave us that story, and he's also given us the – uh the story about the guy who stole his army and uh, spanked it all over it. I don't know if y'all... Did y'all hear, hear that one?
3: Yeah, I, I caught a little bit of that.
1: Oh, my God. No.
2: <laughs> Christ. I almost certain I'd remember that.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, I believe that's episode 53, if you want to go back and check it out. Nice. Yeah, uh, uh, a guy stole his army, and uh, he got it back six years later after that guy had spunked all over his army. And the the officers... You know, it
2: probably... It was probably the boyfriend of whoever that chick was that he was banging bang on that <laughs> boat when he got stranded in Sweden. That's karma, Dan. That's karma. <laughs>
1: For six years he had that army, and he was just—he was just so salty. <laughs>
3: it's a whole bunch of salt being thrown around.
1: So that gives you—that gives you the level of quality of these Dan Porter stories. I'm excited. So I'm, I'm especially excited that we got that, that on, on lineup for tonight. So I guess let's just jump into, uh, this, this intro here. So Scott, I mean, me and Derek, we are sitting next to each other. I think we have spent probably at at this point, probably 60% of this weekend together so far.
3: A good amount of time,
1: a good amount of time together. So I know what Derek's been up to and we'll discuss that here to you, but what have you been up to this weekend? Can we talk about what I've been up to?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Legally. What you got going on, Scott? (laughs) (laughs) Me, man. Uh, Well, I went down to Nashville, Tennessee, to link up with uh, homeless Joe and Dave Sampson to play some um, play some heresy down there. Uh, Had actually, I mean, it was an awesome weekend because I got to see all my friends and hang out and play with awesome models on badass tables and all that good stuff. But also had kind of a shitty weekend as well. So, like, to preface that, in running, like, the road I have to take from Louisville to Nashville is called I-65. And it's like an interstate that runs the length of um, Kentucky, you know, north to south, basically. And it's super shitty. It's like one of those interstates that's always in a perpetual state of construction. Like, you don't know what they're doing. It just seems like they're making it more complicated because (laughs) someone thinks that driving i think mean, is too boring, so why not add obstacles or something like that? <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel so, like uh,
1: there's a like somewhere out there there's just a random like uh riser that loops he loops around and puts you just right back in the same spot you were driving. I'm sure I'm positive that exists somewhere in Texas. It has, like, to. it has to. Like we have like <laughs> you, you think y'all have bad road construction? Come to Texas for a little bit, man. Like you have you have <laughs> roads you won't find out were being constructed until You're driving off the edge of something. so.
2: And then... If you look to the left and the right of the interstate, everything's the fucking same. It's a gigantic, super mega adult bookstore and and trees and cliffs. That's it. That's all you'll fucking see forever. Or like... um, I don't know if you guys have this restaurant there, but Cracker Barrel. uh, Racially unfortunate named restaurant there. There's always billboards (laughs) for that. So... That's all you ever see. So you never actually know how far you are or if you're getting anywhere. Well, so hey, I'm quick, on
1: a... Real quick before I before I jump in. Are y'all's Cracker Barrels? I'm assuming that your Cracker Barrels are like good Southern food, like just like home-cooked kind of... Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming... Yep. So we have Cracker Barrels that are not Cracker Barrels. They're like... Gas like we have normal gas like normal Cracker Barrels which are like the the nice Southern food like Southern cooked food but we also have the Cracker Barrels which are like uh, buy bootleg DVDs oh yeah Cracker Barrels we have multiple Cracker (laughs) Barrels that are like uh, if you type in like if you're a nice white family that like was coming to Victoria or Texas and you typed in Cracker Barrel there's a fifty percent chance you're gonna go to (laughs) a very shady fucking area so
3: basically the shadiest gas station you've ever been in. With uh, the nice. nicest reputation,
2: yeah,
1: they'll sell you like uh, uh, grinders and shit for your weed. So oh,
2: yeah. maybe, uh, maybe like some organs, you know. You those. <laughs> like our Cracker Barrels here had these like ramshackle stores in the front of them. Like, like, there's a restaurant in the back, but there's like a, a store that sells like
3: like candy, Duck and-
2: Dynasty fucking apparel, it all in your. You know NASCAR shit, you David, like all the stereotypical bullshit, like people from Kentucky and Tennessee catch shit for. You can find it there, like in <laughs> in massive quantities. Wait, wait. <laughs> Did you buy your airboat in a Cracker Barrel? Did you go pick? Pay- <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Went to Cracker Barrel, anyway. got me a new airboat and a twelve gauge. <laughs> also had some biscuits and gravy. Anyway, right. exactly.
3: One stop shopping. <laughs>
2: You could have Conway Twitty's greatest hits found it right here on cassette and a VHS of his last concert. Like that's not even a joke, that's real. I feel like that's accidentally <laughs> worth something. Like <laughs> like a relic of that past, but uh yeah, so anyway, I'm on this fucking shitty interstate and I'm driving and uh it um I'm I'm like going through part of the interstate they're working on where they have like, it's one single lane of traffic. So, no one, you know, you have room for just your car going in between jersey barriers. So, God, I hate in jersey between barrier. these two uh, jersey barriers, I'm fucking... Oh, okay. Yeah, so, in between these two jersey barriers, I'm... Um, sorry, I, I pressed play on Joe Rogan's podcast. But, uh, <laughs> in between these two jersey barriers, I'm driving along, and the car in front of me slams on its brakes. And I was probably falling a little too close, I guess. So I swerved to miss it. And where there normally would be a shoulder, there's not. There's only a concrete wall. So I smashed my most beloved 2005 gunmetal gray Buick LeSabre Custom <laughs> directly into this fucky concrete barrier mm. in a cloud of butt that over me instantly. Now, that might not be the most impressive automotive achievement made, but I, I was that car was beloved to me, so I was super pissed off about it. And uh, all, when this happened, I was on my way down to Nashville like to go to this event, and I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to make it. My car is destroyed. I'm stranded in the middle of this fucking concrete jungle in the interstate. I don't know what to do. So I... Uh, <laughs> call the old lady, you know, get a rafter on the phone, all this stuff, report it as I'm like supposed to. And I'm like, you know what, man, I kind of I kinda looked up to the sky and I'm like, you know, what would what 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 would Emperor do in this situation? <laughs> like there's no brakes on the heresy train. So I had the tow truck, towed my busted ass car back to my house, dropped me off, I got in my wife's car and I drove back down to Nashville again successfully. The, how, time.
1: how far away so were you from your house?
2: <laughs> I was an hour and a half into a three-hour drive. So mm. I did, I was an hour and a half down there. I waited an hour and a half for the tow truck. I have to get me back to my house, and then another three hours that night to get to Nashville.
3: So how long? Uh, how long was the conversation to get your wife's keys?
2: Oh, well, I mean... Not long, but I will say it was tactful, very, <laughs> very tactful. I'm a cunning linguist, if you know what I'm saying. But oh man, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, no, man, I finally made it down there. It was awesome. I had a fucking blast. It was totally worth it. I actually went and bought a new car today. So, and that that brings me into another point, man. It's like You really find out what you're made of when you go car shopping, but and it's like, you have to take a very honest look at yourself and your needs in life, because every man's like, I want a fucking truck, smokestacks, and fucking a metal set of balls hanging off the trailer hitch, (laughs) and I was like, and I just kind of looked at myself today, I'm like, you know, I'm just an old fucking dad. I was like, I just, you got a Toyota Corolla with maybe like 60,000 miles on it. <laughs> he was like, no, oh, man. I got you. I feel you. So that's why I ended up getting oh, the most cool. sensible car. And I'm, it, it killed me a little inside. I was like, yeah, man, my fucking and more formidable days are totally behind me at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask them? You were like, "Do y'all have those little car seat locks in the back of this car, <laughs> just so I can yeah. <laughs> just so I can ensure that my car seat's fully secure for my child?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do y'all have those rubberized mats for the back? <laughs> <laughs> what about piss liners? <laughs>
2: Does, does the warranty feature cover oil changes? Because my hands seem to have <laughs> grown soft and unserviceable. I can't do it myself. I
3: can't get the same torque I used to my in my God. wrist.
2: Basically, basically. So, yeah, that was a, also a depressive moment. But whatever, man, it was all worth it. I had a really badass time this weekend. And those guys, uh, they put on a hell of an event on very, very short notice. So it was pretty dope.
1: I'm I'm actually looking forward to hearing about that said event. Uh, I'm I'm yeah, actually yeah. I'm I'm pretty curious. Which is you know uh, what wh- how'd your army hold out in the whole uh, destroying your car into a Jersey barrier?
2: Oh, you know what? I'm not a big fucking spokesman by any stretch of the imagination. But I gotta give them a shout out. Fucking i I use a KR multi-case, so it's like the shoebox one with the blue uh blue like foam inside of it. Um and I just do that because it's it's I don't know, it just was something that appealed to me and their their stuff's pretty, pretty soft and flexible if you have awkwardly shaped stuff. So yeah, I fucking hit that barrier going pretty fast and my bag flew like damn near over the headrest and hit against the windshield. Every single model in that case, not a fucking thing was broken. Out of 5,000 points of Solar Ox, which are like the wow. spinliest of the spinly. Like, if you could give them yeah. a level of pain in the ass it is to <laughs> put together and paint that army, it's level 1 million with a few letters from the fucking alphabet thrown on it. It is terrible. It, uh, not, a, not a thing was broken, man. So big shout out to them, Multi Case. You fucking saved my ass. You helped me enjoy a weekend that otherwise would have really fucking pissed me off. <laughs> but no, it was everything was fine, man. I have um three of those KR like uh, the standard unit boxes or like shoe boxes, and I put them in a the KR quad backpack, like because you know backpack straps makes gives you hands free to carry like coolers of beer if you're me, or you know other practical things if you're a regular person. Yeah, and uh, sounds about right. Dude, it yeah. I mean, it was that was fucking awesome. That was a one one good takeaway from it is none of my shit got broken somehow.
1: Dude, so, send send some uh, send some pictures of your car into KR and just be like, look, <laughs> this is you guys. Oh man, your case withstood that.
2: Yeah, that I know. I own I own big time. It was I, was I was like shit. I don't because they. I, I think their I think their station like their uh, business is based out of Great Britain, but I'll send them. I probably never saw the uh, top two thousand five book list, but it's like a pontoon with four wheels strapped to it. It's <laughs> fucking huge, and the, the whole front end, like the frame, is bent like a broken dick. It is <laughs> fucked, but it uh, it was a. Uh, Pretty awesome to open my bags and go. I was nervous as shit. I was like, "Oh my god, all this is gonna be broken and all over the place." They're just gonna be just gonna
1: be just resin dust in each little pocket.
2: (laughs) No, I'm just gonna dump out a pile of sand that used to harm me and weep into the fucking weep into it until it's bud.
3: (laughs) Hope a strong wind doesn't go through.
2: (laughs) Right. Thankfully, that wasn't the case so all oh, those guys picked
1: out awesome that's pretty much what i expected to happen man that's especially like cuz you 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 run like last rifle sections and shit like that like i can't even paint the last rifle section without a fucking last rifle snapping like you you can't even get a yeah, brush on you, that shit
2: oh, and if anything breaks off one of those models i've basically can't I'll get you later, but if anything works off, there's no replacing that. There's no bits that look like those guys, really. Like, in a, in a can that will stand up to any sort of scrutiny, right? So, <laughs> yeah, man, you got you can't have anything break off and go missing because else you're just fucked. You have to buy $100, 20 those, those little bastards. That's not fun.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one time Josh's uh, uh uh Josh's like little Vexilla thing broke off of one of his dudes. And he's just like, Well that's I guess I'll just never have a Vexilla again <laughs> in this unit. Because it, Yep. 'Cause it's fucking gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's
2: no, it was God damn it. <laughs> it's the worst, man. It is uh it's not an army for the or faint-hearted. You really gotta be super fucking careful with it. But uh, nope, it all all made it home just fine.
1: Good job, <clears throat> KR Multi Case. Shout out to you guys, making yeah. a superior product.
2: <laughs> no shit, man. Jesus.
1: <laughs> all right, so that's uh that's what you had going on this weekend. Sorry to hear about your car. Yeah. Sounds like you've had that thing a long no. ass time.
2: Yeah, I've had it. Probably seven years, so, so it's a uh, was. I mean, it was old when I got it too. It was already six years old when I got it, and it was not in the best of shape. Like my grandmother had like smoked in it and shit, and burned cigarette holes and all the upholstery. So <laughs> it was like a, uh, it was not a performance machine. But you know what? It got me around a lot of good memories in that that fucking thing.
1: <laughs> sure, shit didn't have payments on it. That's for sure.
2: Nope, it was fucking paid for. That is fact. Mm. Not like this one I have now. That <laughs> that one's gonna be, be getting paid for for oh about the next six years. So, Ugh.
1: well, that just sucks. So yeah, me and Derek have been hanging out all weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, we didn't. We haven't been getting very much uh, Warhammer done. We haven't been going to events like we should have.
3: Yeah, guys, that's uh, that's yeah. on us. Yeah.
1: As, like, as much as like you had mentioned that you like look up to the sky and like ask what would the Emperor do? Nope. <laughs> like
2: that, like, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we did not ask that question. So.
1: <laughs> we were on our way to Alamo G T when we found out that uh everybody was kinda gonna be done with Alamo GT by the time we got to
3: it. Yeah. And so uh, we weren't actually able to leave until pretty late. So, we come to find out, we're probably going to get there at about 7 o'clock central, and that was about when they were going to plan on uh, starting to break down, and, uh, you know, we know a lot of people who are over there running it, uh, but they've been there since like 10 o'clock, so we were like, well, is anything else going to be going on? Are you want to, like, get something to eat, or go hang out somewhere, and they're like, no. Nah. I mean, we've been here since the morning, and we're probably just going to, you know, pack up and go home. So, me and Michael, who are about halfway there, you know, just kind of, okay, well, I had fun. You just, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good drive. <laughs> Guess we'll just eat this Whataburger and uh, turn around. <laughs> Guess we'll just go there back go. home then.
4: <laughs> so
1: uh, that was I-
3: that was Alamo GT.
1: Yeah, I saw some pretty good pictures of it though. It looked uh, <laughs> looks like the traders actually took Alamo GT. It looks like because uh, we were running the Zana Civil War was the the whole plan on that one, and uh, that's what they did. I don't think it was very big. Like I don't think it was a very big. Horace Heresy set up, but uh, from the pictures I saw, it looked like everybody was having a damn good time. So, absolutely.
2: One thing that always seems to be a staple of events like that that is like whoever's whoever's playing 30K, there's not normally like a lot of people in comparison to, you know, a a 40K tournament or something like that. But if you ever look at those tables, you know exactly who's playing on them because they always have the best looking shit. Yeah. By leaps and miles, <laughs> yeah, and that was definitely the case this weekend. I know, I mean, I even objectively, it'd be hard to say our our terrain and our armies weren't like you know, it, to the highest possible standard they could have been. So,
1: it's crazy. I'm just kind of curious at like, at what point is it like, uh, uh acceptable to just like, oh, we got too many people. We got to start bussing out the fucking styrofoam. Like, well, like, what, like, like, yeah. like a note, like, gonna
2: put this book under this sheet <laughs> and now it's ill. Oops.
1: Like, uh, whenever we would play Warhammer, whenever we were younger, like, of course, you know, we were making the, like, of course, you know, we had the books and the coke cans, like, everything was out there. You had like the, the cheap terrain and all and that. If you jazz. were
3: real lucky, did it be like a crashed lander or something with a starter kit? Yeah, yeah.
1: But when we went to events, like, I mean, man. Even when we were younger, events didn't have the terrain that like we see now. Like on, on right. the thirty k side, like on the on the on the forty k side, like I haven't really been to an event where I'm just like blown away by the terrain. Like Adepticon, man. Uh, uh, Circle City Heresy. I mean, of course, stiff. You know all these events that like I've seen and like you know been to, w- ran or all that stuff. We've always like just like that was probably the biggest fucking stressor for the whole fucking event was getting this, uh getting this terrain done. And like you know every every person yep. I've talked to that that runs these events is always like, oh man, you know I've got to paint up this terrain. I've got to do this with this terrain and all this stuff. And then. What was it like uh, last week when I went to go like check out Comic Palooza? I kind of checked out some of their terrain and I saw like four or five tables that were set up with the uh, the pink foam hills and stuff.
2: Oh yeah! Oh my god! Good and, times. That is uh,
1: and like I think that's like an ITC standard or something like that. Like I don't, I'm like not dissing on the hills, but I was just like, man, <laughs> those take me back. I would have. I...
2: My pet theory is is like the people that value that kind of stuff and that kind of hard work and like presentation quality are all attracted to heresy in thirty k. and it drew the four k into a in forty k, not like a knock on it. well, not like I'm a fucking savant of this type of stuff, but it a lot of times the major events prioritize different things. you know, they your hobby scores, like your, paint scores your um your sportsmanship scores all that stuff was treated as like soft scores so the people who really gave a shit about all that went to a game where it was value 30k and now you know we're we're kind of spoiled because we got guys like the grain legion and mark riley and those dudes that put the events on at adepticon who just are like they're the pinnacle of what that you want your EOs to be like their train is fucking awesome. They're smart. They work hard. They're accommodating. And uh then you're, you know, I mean that that's my theory anyway, I guess.
1: That's that's what it looks like, man. That's what it that's kinda like how it all falls into place. Like I wanna say that like Adepticon kind of like and like the graying Legion kind of set the standard for all the other events out there. <laughs> like they kinda like this is what you know, need if you want to run a yeah. 30k event. This is what you need to have, (laughs) badass fucking terrain. Yep, exactly. A painting like you have to have a like a a modeling painting award. You have to have a cool dude award, (laughs) and if you judge based on like points, then get the fuck out of here. Like that's not what this is about. Like it's very it's very odd. Like right, exactly. But that's
2: those those types of those dudes. You know that that takes a lot of effort i know they make it look effortless but it does take a lot of effort and they're not going to say and help support a game in a community that like at least a lot of voices in the room of that community didn't seem to really give a shit about any of that kind of stuff you know so i uh, i'm definitely uh, stoked we we have that going on it's a it's a pretty fucking awesome time to to be in this hobby i think
1: yeah, I I don't I haven't seen any event or I haven't heard anything from any event so far that wasn't a like any 30k event that was like, you know, tournament heavy or anything like that or you know, <laughs> yeah, whack. Right. So, it's pretty crazy. It's been interesting interesting time. I wonder if it's because of all the voices out there, you know. Yeah. Like it seems like there's so many like uh uh like, propagandist, (laughs) like, in, like, (laughs) like, like, in the form of, like, podcasts, and, like, Facebook groups, and all that stuff, like, just molding the mind of the people, like, I'm pretty sure there's some 30k people out there that want to play the tournament scene and all that stuff, but they're, you know <laughs> they've been subdued and are in hiding like, yeah, like <laughs> not yet slowly them down not yet one day <laughs> <laughs> one day my thousand sons will be rulers <laughs> my
4: custodians <Yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> so so yeah that Pretty much me and Derek did. What game? What was that game we were playing? That was a fucking badass game. A uh, Chroma Power. Uh Chroma Squad. Chroma Squad. Came home, and played some Chroma Squad. Yeah, you got Xbox One, Scott.
2: I don't, man. I don't. What's What's Chroma Squad?
1: It's a RPG where you play like basically. You You know, you know Power Rangers, of course. So yeah, yeah. I'll get it. So you're a group of five Power Rangers who left your TV show to go start your own Power Ranger TV show, and... Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Are are we we good? I don't (laughs) know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you, uh, uh, you go start your own, like, Power Ranger TV show, and it's all about, like, prepping yourself like prepping, like but you buy stuff for your studio and all this stuff like you, you you buy stuff to make your own power rangers tv show and like it's it's a fucking great little game man it's all like what 16 bit
3: like yeah it's the same kind of like uh super nintendo kind of art style uh, it's got a whole bunch of callbacks to you know uh, power rangers and other stuff like that uh, you've got like a giant mech and you can like customize it with like different cardboard parts
1: yeah, so like you're you're basically you're basically like a Power Ranger show on a budget, so like you have to like find different nice. items and stuff like that, like duct tape and like uh, plastic and glitter <laughs> to make your mecha look badass and stuff like that. Like you have to upgrade him, and since like all the enemies you fight are actually actors and like you're just fighting for this show, it, it, it eventually like you, it's just it's all fake. It's it's fucking it's fantastic. It's a great little
3: game. Yeah, you, can, you can customize everything, all right, name all your actors, pick their colors, which is pretty funny.
1: Yeah, we uh you get to pick you get to name your squad like what their name is and all that jazz and like what what their mechs name is all this. So like we our uh our guys names were uh uh Los Los Pollos Diablos or the Devil Chickens. And then uh they had Gigagayo <laughs> was their <laughs> their giant mecha. It was a cool fucking game, dude. We played that way too long when nice. we got back into town.
4: Yeah, yeah, Just a
2: little bit. Dude, video games—that that can happen, man. You can really at least go down the the rabbit hole of listening video games.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much our weekend, man. So, nice, nice. So let's talk about some hobby progress, man. What are you working on? Like, what you got? What you got? To, I see the paintbrush moving.
2: Me, I am working on a storm. Hammer, blade, sword, bane hammer, sword. Death this hammer. Thing. One of the um Yeah this yeah, generator. Uh you no, know, I'm working on a storm hammer for my solar ox right now. Um I got the whites done, the airbrushing. Uh as far as the base coats and something. I'm working on the metallics right now, so I got a little ways to go. Cool. And uh I had to assemble him mostly I don't, I'm painting a lot of different pieces because its sides have uh, broad batteries that have multi and I find it, so I'm trying to knock that out right now. Um, other than that, I have some Sons of Horrors for a uh, commission for my buddy I'm going to work on after this tank. And two amp and a drug claw drop pod. So that should be about as horrible as it sounds.
1: <laughs> Followed <laughs> up by yeah, a I'm fun not, sons of Horse not, not game. Looking forward to it,
2: but... <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So uh yeah, man, that's what I'm doing. What are you what are you working on?
1: Uh scraping the head off of a well scraping the halo off of a Age of Sigmar sigmarite head that I glued onto some Mark Six armor uh, to make my headhunters... So I finally got like a whole I nice, ordered a bo- nice. whole bunch of those heads like I told you the last week the uh what the hell they're called the Age of Sigmar Sigmarines the K- Storm Eternals or something like that Stormcast Eternals Stormcast Eternals so I ordered a whole bunch of their heads cuz I saw this commission of this or this uh this conversion that this guy did online and
3: shout out to that guy
1: Shout out to that guy whoever you are out there who has this like you you <laughs> totally totally made my that idea popped in my head. And so
3: <laughs> you <made> your, <laughs> your idea popped into Michael's head.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. So uh I'm making these uh this headhunter army of just like I'm I'm totally revisiting the uh the the Primarch hunter cadre kind of thing. So I'm gonna make an entire Alpha Legion army dedicated to killing Primarchs and so once I got those heads in, they came in long before my headhunter torso and shoulder pads came in. I wanted to see what it looked like on some Mark Six armor with everything all cleaned up and everything. It doesn't look too bad. Uh, I think I think right now it looks like a face, right? I would imagine. Yeah. So it just looks like a fucked up head, but I think once it's all painted, you know, it'll be a little bit more obvious that it's just a mask and not actually this dude's face.
3: Sweet. Yeah, I I hadn't Sweet. seen the Stormcast Eternals yet, so he showed it to me. I'm like, what's up with this dude's eyes? Are they like? <laughs> Does he not have eyes?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which would be way fucking cooler. (laughs) Just uh, fucking completely, like, no eyes and just blank eye sockets. Empty (laughs) sockets. And he's just shooting and just, like, killing Primarchs and stuff. (laughs) That's terrifying. Yeah, that's way scarier than what I was going for. So, so yeah, I mocked up some of those models, kind of got the order in place for all of those... uh, all of those headhunters. I'm going to spend just a shitload of money right before eighth happens. <laughs> so that's the way to do it.
2: There you go. Hey, man, I, I got a zombie weapons. I just be the one here first. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might be, might, might be serviceable.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what about you, Derek, what are you working on?
3: Uh, right now I'm just kind of going through, I need to order some, uh, some hoses and like a spray booth so I can get, uh, get my airbrush up and running. Start, uh, airbrushing some drop pods, maybe play around with some nights. Other than that, just, uh, not painting as many space holes as I need to be. You need to get a whole bunch of, uh, gray slayers painted up.
2: I just you need know, like story, a story of my life.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I need like a easy, easy, uh, like I always felt like, uh, I could knock out an Iron Warriors army a lot quicker than, like, any other army that I have ever tried to paint. Is that, is that, is that true, Scott? Like, I'm not trying to diss on the Iron Warriors, but I feel like they're a little bit easier.
2: <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's one of those things, like, parts of it are easier, but parts of it are way fucking harder because I'm like, yeah, I can do metallics and washes, and that's all good, but, man. The first time you try to freehand a hazard stripe across a curved shoulder pad and make it look <laughs> like not like donkey shit that some three-year-old drew on with a crayon, it, it, it will truly, you're, you're going to lose a little of yourself. You're going to stare into the abyss. Try to do that. It's not fun. So I don't know. So, yeah, it's, I guess it's not as bad with uh, some things, but you, you definitely make up for it in other places.
1: <laughs> They're like, don't worry. You don't have to do three shades of silver but you got to fucking instructor. learn how to use some tape. <laughs> you yeah, and you I'm and Tobia are going to be a really good friend here,
2: Your hands soon. are steady. You
3: need to get some nice stencils.
2: You <laughs> die. You're not cuz you're not, not going to be able to paint those stripes, man. <laughs> Hypoglycemia, the fucking enemy of painting hazard stripes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Super shitty, man. So Iron warriors it or Iron Hands it is. <laughs> just switch it up. <laughs> uh, i've been i i don't know i gotta find out this mysterious like light blue paint scheme that everybody's doing for alpha legion i hear it's not too difficult i hear it's actually pretty easy once you get the recipe down because it's a lot of airbrushing so
2: we'll see and then their helmets yeah. are just going to be silver you, so. you're talking about the the, the forge world one yeah i think yeah yeah i think they use uh a lot of the Tamiya clears, like the Tamiya uh, clear paints. Pro tip: the wear like a super duper rebreather because that paint is incredibly fucking toxic and will make you sick as shit if you don't. No, I, I heard that from a friend. Let's just say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always like you. Always remember, like, man, I should have wore up like a, a mask whenever you're picking out those colorful boogers. Like was yeah. long... As cu- you're
2: sitting in a cloud of lymphoma that's <laughs> hovering around your head, you're like, oh, fuck. I knew I forgot something. I'm, like,
1: <laughs> I shouldn't have sprayed all that fucking Windex through my airbrush. <laughs> my eyes are... they have a burning sensation.
4: <laughs>
1: I should have never lit that candle in the same room. <laughs> no.
2: No. Nope. I'm staying outside while my house is burning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so those firefighters will get the kids. Don't worry. <laughs> that's their <Yeah>. job.
2: <laughs> what kids were my balls in? I'll, I'll take uh,
1: So, yeah. So, I guess that's it for Hobby Progress, huh? Looks like, that sounds like all we got, man. Sounds like uh, yeah, man. Scott's the winner of the Hobby Progress Award. <laughs> Ugh. How long has that storm, the uh, storm hammer, yeah. paint been painted?
2: So far, I'm about two days in. So uh, that probably totals out. So I don't paint like all day. So I, I paint probably on a day where I, I really get to sit down and dig in three or four hours. So I'm probably, you know, eight hours in. Uh, it's the thing is with the airbrush. Stuff usually goes pretty quick as long as you don't fuck anything up or and you do it right. You know, you keep your airbrush clean, you keep your needle clean, uh, all that stuff. But the little tedious details and the pin washes—that's where you, you know, those hours really start to stack up. I think. And there are about nine million rivets on the side of this fucking thing, so I'm sure I'm not going to enjoy this very much. But you, you pin wash okay. every single rivet. Uh, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. That was some of the feedback I got uh, at Adeptcon. Was, you know, try to. Um, I learned. I learned kind of how to do uh, oil washes, and I'm gonna use some of the Scale seventy five uh, oil streaking pins. Uh, Samson uh, Black Label Painting put a tutorial on their Facebook page. If you guys want to check that out, um, I'm gonna try to use some of those and incorporate some of those details i think it'll i think it'll look good on the color scheme i have because this army is very like weathered and kind of like battle worn and those details stand out a lot because the base color is a white yeah so hopefully we'll see how it see how it comes out <clears throat> and that
1: was scale 75 is who does those pin washes
2: yep they make um or scale 75 it's either scale 75 or mig jimenez the uh, it, like the company's name it's literally M-I-G uh, oh, yeah. they might be the ones that make them I'm not sure but um, they look like actual pins, like little micro pins that you know emit like a, a kind of acrylic base wash that you can create a streaking effect just you know take a shitty brush dip it in mineral spirits and just uh, brush downward you know where those streaks would naturally occur so to speak and it, I, I saw Samson it, and he it looked really good, so I'm gonna definitely copy him and go with that.
1: Badass dude, I'm uh oh here it is, I see it. It's the Mig oil brushers. So I picked up quite a there few Mig paints while at Depticon. I can say this little dude is freaking awesome. Go check them out for all your awesome weathering detail needs. So yeah, go check out Black Label Paintings, guys. He's got a picture of what it looks like, and he was actually painting a, a Warhound when he's writing it off. So. It was on April 10th that he posted that video, so go give that a check out. Actually, you know what? I'll just share it to the page right now. Boom. Boom. You're welcome, everybody Whoa. else.
2: Whoa. <laughs> so selfless of us, man. <laughs> it's hard work.
1: Push those two buttons for you guys.
2: Our, our Patreon group can see how hard I'm working right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Truly an inspiration to us all.
2: That's right. right. I do it. <clears throat>
1: All right, dude. So let's talk about some new releases that Forge World came out with. Well, actually, the only one that's really worth us talking about to the thirty K Horus Heresy community is the new <laughs> Calidus Grav Annihilator. So, Derek, you got the you still got the profile for that pulled up, or do you
3: have it around you? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, it turns out I pulled up the regular Calidus. Oh,
1: that's right. Scott had it. Scott had the. The what is it? Yeah, 70, 72 inch range, strength ten, AP one, uh exoshock, right? <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, so this thing, it's on the same chassis as the original Caladius, so it's got like grab back off, shield, uh power, and, you know, all that all that jazz. Uh all those USRs while they still exist. And the gun on it is an Arachnus heavy blaze cannon. So that's a the like it has two fire modes. So one of them's a you know, like your anti personnel, the uh, 48 inch strength 8 AP3 heavy four, or the one you were talking about, the 72 inch strength 10 AP1 heavy one exo shock. And I'm not exactly sure on the rule on the wording for exo shock, but it's the same rule for the Derridao dreadnought, the same, uh. It has like an Arachnus Last Cannon that it can upgrade to. And essentially what it is, I'm pretty sure, is if it does a pin, it, I think it creates another pin that ignores cover automatically. And, uh, you know, I'm not, like, the greatest player in the world, but that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so like Exoshock color. is,
1: if this weapon successfully scores a penetrating hit on a target, roll a D6. On the roll of a 4, a second automatic penetrating hit is inflected on the same target against which the cover saves may not be taken.
2: So, yeah. Fun. Yep, there you go. Boom. Fucking suck on that.
3: And
1: that's, that's it. Uh,
2: that's, yeah, that's going to sting. So.
1: So, so, yeah. So, this thing's out for all you, uh, all you Custodes fans who were just, you know, thinking, man, I just don't have enough <laughs> anti-tank out with all my pod racers running around. You know what I hate? <laughs> yeah. I hate when
3: my anti-tank runs out of tanks to shoot. <laughs> then, then what am i gonna do i got it's like oh well i've also got this
2: heavy four really pissed me off I've got to find a way to drive them away boom thank you fordroll <laughs> <World>. question answered <laughs> fordroll World, World, World,
1: World knows uh, <laughs> who their who their target audience is man they they know who to please
2: That's right. <laughs> no man i actually uh just the aesthetics of it i, I actually dig the way the tank looks i think um I remember I had that Visions of Heresy book that came out like quite a while ago. It had a lot of the original artwork in it from, from like way back in the day, and the aesthetics of that tank I think fit that stuff pretty well. Uh, I don't ever remember hearing about those tanks being mentioned in any of the stories, but it's still cool to see them. You know, kind of imagined on the tabletop.
1: I just kind of want to know, like, uh, is it two pilots in there? Is it two pilots piloting that little tank, or is it, you know, three dudes? Like,
2: just one big ass dude who's just like. <laughs> I the just, I seven. just
1: imagine like they lay, <laughs> they lay down like, uh, like Tron style inside that tank. You know, like they they lay down and kind of hold the, <laughs> hold their handlebars and just, just fly around it like Superman on the inside, and they're just looking
3: at that one little front vision slit. You probably get some like sick drifts on a grav tank.
1: Yeah, I feel it, man. That's all right. I don't know. I just kinda of wondering, like there's so much custodes fluff custodes fluff that I don't understand and don't know. Like uh like how do you go from being an elite guard to like where they like throw you into the fucking tank, they're like you're a tank driver now. <laughs> you're gonna drive a badass tank. Like that seems yeah. like <laughs> in my mind it might be a lesser like position than guarding the Emperor, like
2: they're definitely frowned upon. <laughs> They're definitely frowned upon heavily, I would imagine. Like, if you're in, like, the Custodes Chow Hall and you're eating, like, you don't get to sit with the guys that are like, I'm in the fucking Super Custodes Terminator Squad. Like, no, dude, you drive a tank. And imagine those dudes who drive that battle tank are even better than the real shit pieces who have to drive the, like, armored assault carrier. It's like, you have to do a job... Uh, because all your friends are better at their job, we need to make sure they do theirs. So we'll give you this one of limited import. <laughs> Look,
1: I don't know how y'all fucking did stuff in your Space Marine Legion. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like, I know, it's I know. like
2: the those guys did... That- the emperor was like mixing up a batch of them, and he accidentally like, mixed in hamster blood or something. So they're like, it's <laughs> kind of like they're...
1: in the in the test tube oh, yeah. of like DNA. Like all the all the tank drivers are the ones that like he scrapes out like, like no. when he's like <laughs> with, like a Q tip. <laughs> yeah, the Q tip ones, like the ones that got the extra the extra shit in there. He's like, and Here's you guys will be gone. the yep. Coronis driver or Coronovas drivers. Like, there you go. Ugh. And good to go. <laughs> right, so, yeah. basically that worked. So yeah, so that's uh, so that's that guy. I mean, that's, I mean, if you see it on the battlefield, I mean, really, just these things are so fucking hard to kill. And then with a seventy-two inch range, it's never gonna come into an area nope. where it has to. It, it's got uh, for, for starters, it's got strength ten, so getting side armor is not a hundred percent necessary on anything where side armor would make a difference for it. So it has no reason to try and like outflank you or, you know, deep strike it like it can or anything like that. So this thing can (laughs) basically just sit and fuck you up from wherever it is. And when you get close to it, it just leaves and then finds another
2: place. So. Well, it's a real bitch to kill in close combat too, because of the, uh, that graph backwash rule where you can only be hit on fives in close combat. That is very powerful. And I mean, I if I it gives me fits trying to kill javelins in close combat. Like I can't imagine having one of those damn things. Oh man, terrible. But
3: I just don't get how they're armor 13 and they can fly and they can mount these sick right. ass guns on them.
2: Well, they're protecting the I've emperor,
1: a, that's how. <laughs>
2: like That's right, man. <laughs>
1: that's titanium every, on titanium I, on titanium. <laughs> yeah.
2: Every time I get you down on them, I remember their job, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I get it. Never mind. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> I guess you should be the best at everything.
1: <laughs> there should be absolutely no goddamn reason why you you exist outside of the emperor's palace. But <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> the emperor likes to go for long fucking walks sometimes <laughs> into <laughs> if sketchy you ass neighborhoods. Your job,
2: the world kind of comes to an end. So I guess I understand.
1: <laughs> the universe literally collapses in on itself. If you die. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. yeah, we need some tanks that are gonna keep you not dead not not dead. <laughs> and our enemies tend to use their own tanks. What what's what's even crazier is and like I've just I just had this thought, right? Yeah. So to protect the Emperor, right? You you protect the Emperor who's kinda pretty safe on Terra. I mean he wasn't always safe on Terra. At one point he was doing his little, you know, walk around the universe for a little bit or walk around the galaxy for a little bit. Uh, but thinking about it now, they weren't fighting people with like really badass tanks, right? Like they they hadn't met up with the the Tau didn't exist. Like you, you know you didn't have these people who were just like annihilating you with their shit. So why would they need this Calidus grav tank? Like this Calidus annihilator? Like Space Marines weren't bad yet. Like you didn't have no traitor Space Marines yet. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: <laughs> I guess I guess because like in some of the books you'll read like that some of the worlds had STCs already like um, I'm reading Perturabo uh, Hammer of Olympia by Guy Haley right now and he talks about like the, the world Perturabo grew up on he kind of had access to like some sort of STC like relic and could make big badass tanks so it's like oh you have little steam tanks gotcha here look and fucking enjoy this thing <laughs> <laughs>
1: In comes Calidus and Calidias or whatever, and just how you make a first
2: impression. (laughs) Like, like you just
1: (laughs) you just fly your fucking giant, you know, Custodes stormbird over, just dropping off one Calidus every few miles, and it just you know reclaims an entire civilization. (laughs) (laughs) One Custodes and a Calidius annihilator. Just
3: just drop one of those on the planet; they'll worship it (laughs) one way or another.
1: No, don't worship me. I'm just a vehicle. The Emperor. <laughs> the Emperor's I don't know, I guess.
2: All that, el- all, that, all that else came out was uh that goat sled Iditarod thing from <laughs> uh Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah Goat the, Sled.
1: Yeah Go. it, Balto uh Balto <laughs> the Balto 2. Yeah, Balto like, Lord of the Rings it's
2: like it's like drunk Uncle Jimmy's riding in the back, like, with his fucking <laughs> raccoon hat on. And, <laughs> look, at, look at what I made the goats do. Look at what I made the goats do.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, honey, I found a way to get around my DWI. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a not motor vehicle. <laughs> That's like eight goats. That's like two horsepower right there.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> But yeah, man.
1: Nah. See, so, yeah, we haven't seen anything else come out of the uh, out of the pipe from Ford World, but in their defense, man, and this is uh, something we could just you know talk about right now because I don't think it's gonna. you got a whole lot to discuss, so we don't have to wait till after voicemails. they're, they're It seems like they're kind of holding everything in for uh, Warhammer Fest, you know?
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And they're trying to sneak it in on us, trying to get a. Because I know they, they've already mentioned that they're going to show off that the, the Stormbird is going to be early purchased at Warhammer Fest. Not Stormbird, the new Thunderhawk. The, so, the bigger one? Yeah, the better, bigger. The Thunderhawk 2.0. <clears throat> so they're gonna that's going to be available for early purchase at the uh, at the Warmer Fest. And then the Custodes heavy dreadnought. I just realized that it's Custodes only. Like <laughs> fuck, man. Yep. <laughs> emperor let like you don't need these things like how how uh how paranoid of a person are you
2: yeah. so. what do you think's
3: gonna happen
1: <laughs>
2: not paranoid enough apparently. But, uh. god dang
1: i want to know what these heavy dreadnoughts were whenever the horus was fucking up the emperor like that's what like that was like that was that should have been like the first go when like the emperor is like what sanguine's dead Instead of let me teleport to the ship, it's like give me like fifty of them giant ass <laughs> heavy dreadnoughts we got running around. I mean, I can see them yeah, coming man. out
3: and uh saying that there was something going on with the webway where they needed like all these like badass custode shit to like push back some some sick ass shit coming out of there.
1: Oh, so you're thinking that maybe they made the custodes heavy dreadnought to like wrangle again like to wrestle some uh some bloodthirsters.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay. That's fair enough. Like, I didn't even think about... Like mud-wrestling. Mud-wrestling. mud, wrestling. Uh, mud, mud wrestling. I guess I didn't even consider... I can't
2: imagine horses fighting the same custodes I have before. I <laughs> 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 that shit would have ended pretty quickly. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel Thank like... You. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> it's
1: like, uh, go ahead and get one of those... Uh... <laughs> Get, get like five of those guys in there. We'll be all right. <laughs> They'll clear the ship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll bring Horace to justice.
3: <laughs> justice has been done.
1: I don't know. That's, oh. that's, that's very true, though. No, I do. I do understand. Like, i thinking about it now. Yeah, it does seem like something that uh, <laughs> they needed the web way cleared out and. I just now in my head now I have this picture of a giant webway where demons are trying to come through and they finally like fight them off and like the emperor opens like a box of like ten of these heavy dreadnoughts is like jump in there. (laughs) Dreadnoughts just
3: like crack their knuckles and just like walk forward, just go
1: running in there. Yeah. So, I think that's one of the biggest things I'm excited about is because these heavy dreadnoughts, because they don't have rules or anything, they're not an inferno. They, uh, they don't have any like fluff behind them yet. So I'm kind of excited to see what kind of fluff they're going to drop for these big-ass fuckers.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, kind of an indicator that something must be coming, you know, like content-wise, hopefully. so.
3: One last book before uh, 8th edition drops.
2: (laughs) One last great (laughs) book.
1: So, I don't know. Any speculation on fluff? Any speculation on fluff for those heavy dreadnoughts?
3: I mean, I don't think I know enough about the regular Custodes dreadnoughts, and I say regular dreadnoughts despite them being like the most badass contemptors I've seen.
4: <laughs>
3: just the regular super badass dreadnoughts. Yeah, I don't know enough about them, so I really really wouldn't be able to speculate on these bad boys.
1: I mean, really, it just it doesn't even look like, I mean, they have those like dual close combat weapons, right?
3: I mean, that's all we've seen, but right. I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't have any guns.
1: I wonder if they have any sort of like. Uh... Well,
2: I, go ahead. The big one I've seen it have a cannon on it that is similar to the one on the Calidius. So I mean I don't know what that rules, but I'm just like, speculating. It might be one of those Arachnus place cannons he's holding in his hand. I'm pretty sure. Which uh, yeah, that's going to be pretty fun and good as we <laughs> I think as we alluded to so.
1: I just got it. I just looked it up, and have you, had you seen this one yet? With the uh, with the one close combat weapon and the missile. It's got a missile launcher on its back, and then it has <clears throat> the... I, I haven't seen this guy that has, the like, the Exoshock last cannon in its side.
3: It, it wasn't until this very picture that I realized this thing looks a lot like uh, Onslaught from Marvel. <laughs> if you know anything about Marvel Comics, this thing looks just like Onslaught.
1: See that's the only one I had seen. The one with the dual close combat weapons. I thought that was kind of like standard loadout. Was just like to send him in like juggernaut style into <laughs> like <laughs> into the fray. But now that I'm looking, well, he's got a
2: couple little dances he can do. Apparently,
1: <laughs> so yeah.
2: Jesus but Christ! They're all on your face. It won't be friendly so
3: wow. I don't. All I know is this thing looks like a monster. I can't. I can't even imagine. Good
1: for Forge World, man. They just always bring it. Like, they've never...
2: Ugh, good for them. Like, every
3: Dreadnought they make is cooler than the last. Yeah. What's
2: the next step? There mm-hmm. are Dreadnought Savants over there. They know they're Dreadnoughts. <laughs> it's
3: like, at what point are there going to be, like, Custodes Dreadnoughts, like, muscling in on Night territory?
1: Well, we're getting there. Like, I think we're, like, <laughs> this is the, the the next step is going to be, like, Custodes Dreadnought Knight.
3: <laughs> there's Custodes Dreadnought.
1: Custodes Dreadnought. It's like don't worry, it's uh it's not a super heavy. Damn, that thing looks so good. Dude, in silver. Hell yeah. Good job, oh. Custodes. Good job, all you custodes players out there. Eventually we're all just gonna be playing custodes at one point. But <laughs> <laughs> why would you why would you settle for less?
2: <laughs> I
1: don't know. So yeah.
2: They don't suck. They do not suck.
1: <laughs> so Warhammer Fest next week. Looking super looking forward to that. Uh, I think that's probably like one of my favorite things is sitting, waiting for that one in the clock, one o'clock in the morning, Instagram feed started up cause they're like, you know, seven hours ahead of us and you just start seeing all the yeah. flood of new shit and stuff like that just coming through. It's like Christmas morning. It's like Christmas morning. Every time get to see all the new stuff coming out. So we have some sleepers inside the groups that will shovel us information, but we'll have to wait and see just like everybody else.
2: Nice man, nice. You know what I was thinking is you guys could have a Josh De La Rosa from Grimm Brothers, kid him up in like a Sherlock Holmes outfit with like that derby cap, and people will just think he's British. And then they'll <laughs> automatically. That, it wasn't even a play to make him look like a detective. It was just trying to get him to look super British. Like, like I
1: just imagine like some just like some normal ass like Brits, like just looking at him in their T-shirts and shit, like. Yeah, I guess he's. I guess he's, he's one of us.
4: <laughs> I
3: thought that was my uncle for a little bit.
1: <laughs> um, they're they're all testing him. Would you like some tea? And Josh is just sweating, just uh,
3: uh, sweetened or unsweetened. Ha! we knew it. <laughs> I do say, could I have a spot of sweet tea?
1: <laughs> we don't got sweet tea.
3: <laughs> Fuck, you blew it, Josh. You fucking blew it. <laughs> Plus, your dick's out. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just love sweet tea so much.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool, man. I would honestly, like, if there was somebody that I could send all over the world to Warhammer tournaments and stuff like that, it'd be Josh. Like, he's like the ultimate. Absolutely. Like, he'd make everybody. just a a big, hairy American winning machine, man. (laughs) That's what you gotta (laughs) stick over there. I just imagine, like, a wooden crate with hair sticking out of all the holes. (laughs) (laughs) it's just like it just got the danger tape all over it (laughs) and like and breathing holes where you just see that like that hot breath just (laughs) (laughs) just coming out of it it
2: smells like whiskey and pork rye it's weird
1: (laughs) i don't is the best we were supposed to put on music in there for him, but it just kept looping ACDC.
3: He's way too hype. Can't open him right now. it will tear through all of us.
1: The track got stuck on Queens. We are the champions. So that's all he's heard for the past 12 hours. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. We just need a we just need a sponsor out there to let us send Josh places. It'd be fucking great.
3: So
1: especially the Warmerfest, like that's like the ultimate like
3: I just want to see more of like Josh at British events. I think that'd be magical. Yeah, man, that would be
1: fantastic. That would be like the new like if we could manage to send Josh to every warmerfest like open day, like, stuff like that, just, like, like dress
3: him up like Apollo Creed. And not
1: even like not even a play, like get like send him over there to get us information about like what's happening and what's coming. Like you know how, like battle Bunnies has their like reports and stuff like that where like this is what's coming out, this is new, this is what's on the way. Have Josh go over there and like just you know josh Josh is unusually good at getting himself into situations that like normal people shouldn't <laughs> be in. Like Josh is like, <laughs> Josh is like, you know, Josh will like have that like conversation with somebody. Well, they'll stop and say like, "Well, normally we need somebody to s- have you sign an NDA, but we'll just show you." Like, you know, like,
3: well, he will just love
1: Josh. Well, oh, no, I can be trusted. <laughs> Don't uh. I
2: remember that that uh, TFL episode. He was was talking like he he had coffee, I guess, late at night with. The like the Hispanic singer Selena before she got killed. <laughs> uh it was, like in a Denny's. Yeah.
1: Y- yeah. So that happened. And he's also done ask the him about it.
2: It's a fucking
1: <laughs> He 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 uh he bought uh what's her name? Oh shit, how can I figure her name? She was on Speed. Speed.
2: Oh. Sandra Bullock?
1: Sandra Bullock, yeah. He tried to buy Sandra Bullock a beer and like her uh her her like little bodyguards were like back the fuck off dude and like sandra bullock was like whoa guys chill out he's cool like (laughs) you know like do you see this man this man's hairy and fucking beautiful
3: (laughs) (laughs) he just has that air about him
1: (laughs) like like if i were to if i were to consider josh and like how like i don't know him and if i were to describe every detail of josh like he would not sound like a trustworthy person (laughs) but once you see those rosy red cheeks and that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that giant beard and those hairy arms, You're just like, I trust this man. I don't know why, but I fucking do.
2: <laughs> I think <laughs> he's like Southern Biker Santa Claus, man.
3: I think he might actually be yeah. the Emperor. <laughs>
1: Truly, he is the Emperor, <laughs> hidden
2: <laughs> hidden amongst us.
1: So we'll we'll start we'll start a fun, guys. We'll we'll uh, we'll post it up. Send Josh to Warhammer Fest. Hopefully, we can get that done before this weekend.
3: <laughs> I just hope they let us have him back. <laughs> that's what i'd be worried about
1: <laughs> hey guys guess what the uk is doing now they're the u.s <laughs> <laughs> they're a state now <laughs> turns out we're not so different after all <clears throat> anyway so yeah warner Fest. of course once uh, guys next week once the warner Fest drops we'll go ahead and uh, discuss some of the things that we saw and everything like that we'll do some speculation on cool stuff and Maybe they'll even give us a time frame of when they're supposed to drop 8th instead of this uh, kind of hinted time frame that's being leaked all over the internet. What is it, September, right?
3: I mean, I'm getting a couple different reports somewhere in that area, like sometime between September and November.
1: So, it's not that far off, guys. We're, what, May going to June? There's no fucking way it's September. Right. Three months? There's no way. That's what they want you to think. Hopefully, they'll announce something at Warmerfest. Hopefully. We'll see.
2: So I think they'll I, – I hope, I hope they will paint a, a fairly clear picture, you know, to kind of ease everybody's nerves, give, have people step back from that ledge, my friend, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
3: yeah, there's definitely a weird air in the hobby right now. Like, nobody knows what to do.
2: Yeah, man, that, that's something that actually
1: me and Derek were talking about this this past week, well, this, in this car ride. There's, like, such a weird, like, vibe going on. Like, I, I don't want to say... It's definitely related to 8th edition because you, it's... People are excited about 8th edition. There are definitely people that are like, oh, I'm cool, I'm down with those changes. Those changes sound pretty cool. But then you have, like, you know, other people who aren't excited about it. But since nobody understands what the fuck is going to happen, and especially, you know... The 40k guys, they've—you could tell there's kind of like a buying freeze, like nobody's going out and buying a whole bunch of new models right now because, you know, we, I don't know what's coming next month. But like the Heresy guys, like it's a long way out. Like I—I yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine that Forge World can uh, can handle this buying freeze for that long. I'm sure they had a a decent first and second quarter, but you know. Man, there's there's no way that they can just you know take a hit like this without announcing something. So they're they're definitely gonna have to announce something at Warmer Fest that kind of you know puts some ease back in us. It's like, hey, all the models are gonna be you know pretty much the same, or yeah.
2: I, I imagine that's probably gonna be the goal is to say something you know that kind of keeps people you know keeps people uh, under control. I guess. Or what those nerds getting rowdy over their plastic <laughs> toys, man. <damn.
1: laughs> Comes real fucking fast. Heard so. that heard, heard that bearded guy quit the hobby. <laughs> <Dumb>. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh we're gonna have to funny. find out. Like I think Derek, Derek was uh probably like he <laughs> was made one of the funniest jokes yesterday where you're talking about buy nights, buy in the nights,
3: nights are gonna change, nights are safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, nobody knows what to do So uh, we should we should take it upon ourselves To give the call to action What people should do Put them to ease <laughs> Buy knights Knights are going to be good Their loadouts are going to change they've, <laughs> they've showed off the stats for 8th Knights are good Buy more knights
1: <laughs> Invest in knights, people If you're not really sure what you should do Just buy a shitload of knights You're going to be fine <laughs> like, They're going to kick ass go. in 8th edition yeah, Everybody no, knows Everybody's lying. ever seen it <laughs> So
3: But yeah, I mean, like I said, once we have the rule books in our hand, we're still not going to know because we still have to see what uh, Forge World Design Studio does with 8th Edition. So, I mean, for the most part, like what they've shown off for nights, I don't expect that to change too much, but we just need that context of like what everything else is going to do around them to really kind of get a feel for where the balance is.
1: Yeah, for real, man. Hopefully we'll see something this weekend. Um, My fingers are crossed, guys. And if you guys hear anything and you want to tell us, just leave us a voicemail. Call in, send us a voicemail, and then, or you know, you could even send us an email with an attached file that's, like, you know, your voice. And if you you put in the email that you want us to alter your voice, so like, <laughs> like if you're a Forge World employee.
2: <laughs> you're like, <laughs> fuck yes, please do that. Send us fucking, <laughs> Co- leak us info, like fucking... I don't know Carl Rove or whoever's doing it right now. That'd be <laughs> fucking awesome. Please do.
1: Even if it's wrong info, I'm like, <laughs> I'll take anything at this point.
2: Yeah, no, I don't even care. Just tell me erroneous, <laughs> wild shit. <laughs> just, just so I can get a reaction out of it. It's all what. Right.
1: Yeah, if you guys could uh, just call us in with the most wildest speculation that you've heard. <laughs> We'll play it. I'll be really happy to play that shit.
3: Yeah, I heard from my brothers, girlfriends, cousins, uncles, great granddad who works at Nintendo that...
1: (laughs) 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 That Custodes are going to be redacted (laughs) and will not be in 8th edition.
2: (laughs) No (laughs) Custodes.
1: No Custodes in 8th edition. You heard it here first, people. (laughs) Sell, sell, sell. (laughs) Sell (laughs) customs. So, all right. Let's get to this voicemail, man. I've, I've been itching to hear some of this voicemail stuff. So, let's bring it on. Let's bring on the voicemails. Let's do it. All right. I took a lot longer to load than I thought I was. I'm sorry for that long-ass silence that hey, you guys just experienced in your... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, it's here? Um,
3: it's
4: been a minute.
1: But I was dealing with his horse and his uh,
3: shenanigans.
1: But to be kind of honest, me and him are not on the best terms. Can you believe
4: it? The guy took my face off. Like, who the fuck does that? He took my face off. And I was like... What the hell?
1: So I Googled that shit up and I found this movie where it had these uh, two Scientology guys
5: taking terror other's faces off and dropping their families and stuff. It was pretty weird. Uh, but yeah, got some big plans coming up. You guys should see them
4: in the uh, next book. Uh, yeah, just uh, want to say thank you for all you're doing. Two new co-hosts seem to be all right, guys. Uh, keep on chugging along. And yeah, good times.
1: Rock and roll. So that was that was a nice little call in from Erebus himself. Wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna throw out a wild speculation, but I don't think it was Erebus, man. What? <laughs> he said he knew Horus. I don't know why. This is just weird.
1: I mean, I don't think he'd have all that insider information about Horus if, if it wasn't Erebus. Like,
4: he,
2: I mean, I, I can't the think of a lot of <laughs> the movie face off starring I mean, Nicholas Cage and John Travolta.
3: Well, I mean, but like, how many people you know,
2: 90s action comedies are my fucking wheelhouse (laughs) And that movie is definitely an action comedy If you've ever seen it
1: (laughs) Well, we'll see We got another one right here
5: I'm actually pretty sure North Carolina is ranked 51st For education Yeah, go figure on that one Actually, you don't know why. I'll tell you why. Because they count D.C. as one of the areas for that, so yes, the state of North Carolina as of last year was ranked 51st out of 50 states.
1: (laughs) Yes. No, it's not even joking about that bad part. My wife's a teacher and we were just not happy about it. Talk to you later. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Wow. North Carolina.
2: Shots fired, North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out. All our North Carolina listeners out there. That's, that's real.
1: Uh, I feel like that probably was Jordan. <laughs> or no, not Jordan. Uh, uh, San Pedro. He's uh, He's out of uh, North Carolina, I believe. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> shitty. I'm sorry that... that <laughs> I mean, at least there's not a lot of expected of you. Not a lot of doctors coming out of North Carolina, I would imagine.
2: <laughs> no, no, I don't think uh, I don't think Elon Musk is recruiting there or anything <laughs> like that. So.
1: so, let's see what else we got. Sorry, sorry. It's ranked 33, 35th for North Carolina. Oh, but the state is ranked
5: fifty-first for teachers. You know, it's actually one of the highest-ranked states when it comes to master degrees and certifications for teachers, but ranked 51st when it comes to literally everything else concerning teachers. Louisiana is ranked higher. Yes, we care less about our teachers in North Carolina than Louisiana.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a roller coaster this (laughs) (laughs) voicemail. Like, uh, okay, so... uh, so don't go to school. Well actually no, you can get a good education in North Carolina. Just, you know, don't don't do expect you your teachers to give a fuck about you.
2: I just this month I just graduated with my associate's degree from a school in Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's weirdly topical. Did your
1: uh it validated that <laughs> did your uh uh, teachers not give a fuck about you? It seems like they wouldn't. <laughs>
2: no. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Would you look at that?
3: I learned something today. <laughs> 30K podcast, <Yep>. people.
5: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I get all my
3: news from RFI. Okay, this is the last one about the
5: teacher thing because I'm actually <laughs> heading to a meeting. Um, funny thing about Texas and North Carolina. Texas actually sends recruiters out to North Carolina to recruit teachers out here to come back to Texas to become teachers out there because they know they have such good fucking teachers. Yeah. So my wife offered a job one time to go to Texas. I was like, you know, I'm not against it. So unfortunately, I got a kid, and we live in North Carolina, so we didn't go. I'm sorry. You don't get my presence in Texas. It doesn't matter because he doesn't play anymore. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Bye.
1: <laughs> all right so that's real uh, i laughed i cried I a little bit <laughs> so uh so
2: i had a lot of invested interest in the story
4: <laughs>
1: like <laughs> what what's funnier is uh he was driving while this is going on like he's like he mentioned he was driving and so i uh, like it's i'm sure, I'm, <laughs> sure I'm, I'm sure this whole time he's like oh shit I got that one wrong. <laughs> Call back. Uh, <laughs> Retract that information. So I'm, I'm glad we heard all that. Like, I have, I have no problem good. with any of that information. I mean,
2: information. Radio free a folks. We asked the important question: so.
1: <laughs> Where are you getting the best inf- education possible?
4: <laughs>
1: so, all right. So there's that. So let's go on to this. Uh, man, so... Jordan labeled the second part of his puppy voicemail, "Puppy Gate Part 2. And that's just, like, I think. Uh-oh. We're going to play it. That's
2: a red flag of all red flags, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: Let's hope for the best we people. We will
2: not be silent. <laughs> we will. There it is,
1: Here it comes. Wish, wish us luck, boys. Hey guys, it's Jordan from Seattle, calling to finish off my puppy story.
3: So first and foremost, Scott and Derek, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you guys here. Excited to see where you all take it with Monty. Thank you.
6: So, I have been sitting in a small little office for three hours. I have a giant pile of all of my unopened product that I had to help write a list for and give price values for each of them. I also had my four cases brought in that were containing my Dwarf Army, my Nurgle Demons, and my 40K Death Guard. The puppies were taken into another room. Um, they were cared for. At one point in time, I had to go take them for a walk, make sure everything was good there. But the puppies were fine while I was in there. So they go through, they ask me 18 different ways what happened and why I, what I was doing there and why I was in their country. You know, the whole time explaining that, you know, I work with this rescue and these dogs are, you know, going to go to a safe place till they can find forever homes. So finally, after about that three hour mark, um, one of the people there said, well, okay, well, we need to go get the head inspector and, you know, we'll let you know what's going on from there. So guy comes in and you know, he kind of looks at the pile of stuff and he, he flips through the, the list of prices that we made and you know, asks me what's in the cases. And I tell him they're models for a game and um, you know literally go right into that sales pitch that GW had ingrained in me. You know, they're model kits that I built up to play a war game kind of like Risk and Chess just mashed together on a fantasy scale and a science fiction scale. And about that time, he goes, "Oh well, you know, is it o- is it okay if I open the cases? There's nothing dangerous inside." And you know, they had gone through the cases four or five times now. Each time, you know, asked them very nicely to please be careful when they open it. And of course, they did. You know, they were assuming it was some sort of a bomb. But so he opens it, and it happens to be my death guard case. And he picks up the first tray and he sets it to the side. And picks up the second tray, and. I remember this very vividly because of what's about to happen. He reaches down, and he picks up one of the models by the bases. And it was a converted um, Death Guard sorcerer I had made, and he kind of flips it around, and he's looking at it really close. He goes, you know, I was never one much for Nurgle, but this is a really good-looking sorcerer. And gently puts it back down in the case. Boom! My jaw drops open. I was like, what do you mean? You play? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I'm... um." He goes, I'm an Eldar player myself, but, you know, I can, I can respect the work you put into it. He goes, you know, from what you've been saying and, you know, looking through what you said, I, I very much believe that you do work for Games Workshop, and it's just stuff in your trunk. He goes, I, myself, actually have a box um, of, I don't know if it was Eldar Guardians or something. He had a box in his own trunk that he just hadn't opened yet that he had picked up, ironically enough, at the Games Workshop the night before. So he's like, you know, I'm really sorry that we brought you in. Um, you know, we'll get this all taken care of, you know, and we can, we can get you on your way. So the whole time I couldn't make phone calls. They wouldn't call the, the dog rescue to let them know that, hey, I'm running late. I'm, you know, trapped inside the border. Um, so as soon as I get out, I call, let them know, hey, I was just held up in customs, had a little bit of a hiccup, but I'm on my way. So end up going, driving, getting to, uh, the rescue And one of the people was already there to pick up the puppies. Um, They were from, I believe, Saskatchewan, and they had come over specifically to get these two puppies. They worked with a um, a pit bull-friendly program so they could introduce people to them and show them that the breed isn't a bunch of dangerous monsters. Um, the silver big boy who was with me, um, he ended up staying on, uh, the sanctuary for several years until he passed. So we lived a nice, quiet, peaceful life. So it was really late, decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead and drive home. And I'm pulling up to the U.S. border and I have that thought in the back of my head of, oh dear God, what if I have to do this all again? So I'm terrified, like start sweating, Then I realize I'm sweating and look like I'm panicking and start freaking out a little bit more. Pull up, you know, guy asks, you know, what I was doing, you know, and for my papers, hand him all my papers, told him what I was doing, and then say, hey, I had a problem getting into the country because I have some unopened product in the back of my car. They thought I was trying to bring it in. And the guy's like, well, was it dangerous? I said, no, it was was for a game I play. He goes, oh, which game? He said you know Warhammer, and Warhammer Forty Thousand. He was like, oh, he if it was if it was War Machine, I would pull you over and uh, confiscate it. But you know, I, I, I play like I got a pair. <laughs> at this point, in time, I realized he's a gamer. I I you know forcefully laugh, ha ha ha, ha and uh, be like, so can I go? And he's like, yeah. Hands me my stuff, and I just fly home as quick as I could. So that was my puppy story. Um, thankfully, no puppies were harmed in it. We're gonna choose Scott. Uh, but more importantly, thanks for the time, guys. Thanks for the epic show. And by some teeny, tiny, small chance, Mr. Kimmel, if you're listening, fuck you, but you are more than welcome to come in my lane anytime. Thanks again for the podcast, guys, and I'll <laughs> talk to you all later. Cheers.
3: And they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> for real. Oh <laughs> and
1: he Dude, smuggled God. every last bit of Games Workshop into <laughs> Canada <laughs> during the great, great Canadian Plastic drought. Plastic drought. <laughs> <laughs> and made... Top dollar, <laughs> almost 500% over cost. You smart motherfucker, Jordan. You, <laughs> he's all oh, back when I was a, a games workshop runner. <laughs> those puppies will get them every time.
3: Man, how about that? That's right.
1: I'm just kind of like, but last time he was talking about that story, like in the first part of that voicemail, he said that that lady said, Well, I don't want those pit bulls in my country. Man, fuck that lady. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Sorry, I just had to come back. <laughs> pit bulls are great. <laughs> so, awesome story. I'm glad you made it back way. And you met random gamers along the way, which is even better.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I'll send in those stories. I want to hear. Like, people getting pulled over. Cops sees, like, a Warhammer Codex oh, nice. or something. And it's like, you know what? Y'all play Hammer, what army you play? You better not fucking say Eldar, or I'll give you a ticket right now. <laughs> 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 like, I, did you tell that story on, like, the, uh, the Breaking the Glass episode where we had Zack? Uh,
1: I have not told that story, but I will tell it. So, uh... I mean, it, we we knew Zach because Zach had already played. Like he he knew us.
3: Yeah, because y'all had met him through uh, Goldmine.
1: Uh, no, he had drove his police car by and saw us playing, and I, like pulled over and stopped us. Stopped and like watched us play and all this stuff. We were all younger, playing out of the garage and stuff like that. And Zach was already an officer and uh, running around in his cruiser. And Zach actually met us one time and like sam's mom had come outside and like saw this cop she's like what the fuck did y'all do <laughs> like yeah you because know, we we'd basically we had this table like, we'd play in our buddy's garage and we had this table we'd roll out into the driveway and that's where we would play warhammer and he drove by and his police cruiser stopped reversed and we're like fuck we're in trouble and he's like y'all playing 40k <laughs> like what's up <laughs> so he, he watched a, a couple games and all this jazz and like you know it's like Seen us and everything, and this one time when we were on Navarro, which is like our main drag in Victoria, uh, we see this. We're we're at a stoplight in my buddy Aaron's car, and like he's driving on like I don't know if it was a permit at the time or like a a normal li- like a normal license, but he was a restricted license to where you couldn't have more than one person in the car. Like he had just gotten his license. So it was like we were sixteen or something like that, and uh, this girl. Was across the street that we knew it from school, and I was like, "That's her car. That's her." And like Sam hops out of the car in the middle of like he, we're in the turning lane, hops out of the car and's like waving at her, like "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> and then jumps back into the car, and then Zach's in his cop car and he like flips around and like pulls us over, and we're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, and so anyway, he comes up to uh to Aaron, my buddy Aaron's window, and he's like uh, can I see your license and registration? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, this is like a, a temporary license. Like you're not supposed to have like minors in the car with you. You're only supposed to have like somebody that's like 18. <laughs> and then he's like, I, I did know that. I'm sorry. Da, da, da. And, like Zach's just like sitting there and he's like, so what was going on back there? <laughs> and like, Sam's all, ah, oh, I, I saw somebody and I waved at her, and he goes, and you couldn't do that from inside the car, like he's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like he's like, you had to get like Zach's smart ass like remarks now, <laughs> like he's like, you couldn't, you couldn't do that from inside the car, and Sam's all, I'm sorry, blah blah, and and like he's all looking around, and I c- I can't remember who said it. I think I was like in the back seat, and I was like, are you the cop that plays Warhammer? And he's like, oh yeah, you're, the, you're those guys, all right. And like he walks off and I'm like, I'm like, man, why did I ask that? I feel stupid now. Like and he comes back, he's like, hey, don't fucking get like don't get out of the car again. Like classic, like cop letting you off with a warning and all that stuff. And we swore. We were like, oh my god, it's cause he cause he plays Warhammer. Like that's the only reason we got off. Like, in reality, like now that I got to know Zach a little bit, I know he's kind of more like a man. <laughs> I'm not gonna ruin these kids' lives. <laughs> like just just get out of here and go fucking <laughs> go grow up real quick. But yeah, in my heart at the time as a child, it was like, you know, Warhammer saved us. It's a good time. Thank you, Zach, if you're listening it right is. now. <laughs> Thank you for not busting my buddy Aaron for driving us around. And Sam, don't ever jump out of the car again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got Dan Porter story on deck.
0: Hi, guys. This is uh, Dan, not related to Ben Porter. Um, Just wanted to phone and say I'm loving the work you're doing with the new crew. Obviously, sad to see Ryan go, but, you know, he's gone for his own reasons. That's fine. And I'm loving what you're doing so far. Um, So I thought I'd give you something to talk about and in the same instance maybe find out a bit more about Derek and Scott in the process. So here's the thing that we do sometimes down the pub. I'm talking uh, with my mates. And uh, we imagine that one of the things we do is all of a sudden, a really big deal. you know it's kind of like uh, attracts multi-million pound sponsorship. So in that vein, let's imagine that the 30k gaming scene attracts the kind of sponsorship you get in Premiership football. I appreciate you guys don't know what that means. You think football means picking it up, which is just crazy. Think baseball, think uh, American football. I think WWF wrestling even, maybe. Imagine 30K gaming attracts that kind of sponsorship, that kind of razzmatazz. Mm. So in that world, you guys are the top stars. You're the top of your game. People beam, uh, pay good money to watch your games of 30K. Uh, They uh, guys beamed out on satellite shows, all the rest of it. And there's a whole kind of show that goes alongside the the spectacle of watching people play 30k so you're there you're about to be introduced to the crowd to come out into the into the arena where you're going to play your game of 30k with somebody else the question is what entrance music do you come into specifically as well not only what the entrance music is why that piece of music and what does that say about you anyway guys loving the work that you're doing uh keep going i'll keep listening and um Thanks
1: a lot. What a fucking like cool thing to like talk that's to a- your friends about. Great.
2: Thank so you. the best question ever. God damn it, Dan Porter, you just fucking knocked that bitch out of the park in American baseball. That's a good thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so Scott, so let me build this up for you. Let me let me uh, let me cue this up. So, you're in. your uh, – what stadium would you be in? What what big stadium you have in Kentucky? What? what?
2: rock Arena, easy.
1: All right. So you're walking in, right? You're at the 20 yard line. Everything's dark. There's a table set up at the 50 yard line.
2: Stadium, but that's fine. Whatever. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <You're> all right. <laughs> it's a big it's all big <laughs> Not anymore. It's We're a Warhammer small, Stadium. Whatever.
1: It's a Warhammer Stadium. So table set up in the middle of it all right, you're walking under the bleachers right now. Like, you've got your, let's say your Iron Warriors. You took your Iron Warriors because you know they kick ass and they crush. You know you're about to play against some Custodes player. What song do they play as you're running underneath those bleachers?
2: Separate Ways by Journey, dude. Duh. (laughs) Come on. You know Separate Ways. The opening fucking... uh awesome techno, like, 80s guitar riff, and I would not look like this, okay? There would be a lot of production value put into my experience <laughs> if I was uh, the... So, I mean, i am talking smoke machines, fire. I mean, I'm thinking, like, I feel like trapeze artists.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Scott would be the macho man Randy Savage of you know,
2: Warhammer. Basically. Like, macho... Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> that, that's
3: a good one yeah,
2: good. Yes, I would be First off, I would be professionally sponsored by Bush Light The Beer of Champions, <laughs> obviously And I think they would develop some sort of apparatus For me to ride to gaming tape on bottled <laughs> out of like a pinto with a throne in the back Oh <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> Throw my hair out into a sweet, powerful mullet, and have like this, like badass kumite style bandana on. It'd be very intimidating to witness in person. I just, yes, I, yes, I, yes.
1: I picture you with like, like gloves, like but like silk gloves. So like, <laughs> when it's time to roll your first dice, you're just like, <laughs> like we almost like pull it system. off yes. by one
2: finger. That's- Dan Porter, I have thought about this in. Very probably un, an uncomfortable amount of detail, but yeah, you know, oh yeah, separate ways by journey.
1: <laughs> wow, that is all the razzmatazz. <laughs> who would be your sponsor? Who who would be your sponsor? Like who would you be like? I told you, N- not not just Bushlight. Bush who else?
2: <laughs> champion. <laughs> Bushlight. I'm th- thinking. um, hmm. What's another good solid Kentucky stable? Probably the WWE. Obviously, (laughs) that's like a a pretty big, thick ear. You know, some sort of semi-professional NASCAR racing organization.
1: I feel like I feel like Scott's so like so redneck. Like he'd be in like one of those like. NASCAR jumpers that has like just the multiple logo, like just <laughs> shitload of sponsors on like all of it, like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just too big, red. Then fuck you. <laughs> yeah.
1: so. so Derek.
3: Oh man, I feel like I should have gone first. I, I can't. <laughs> I don't know if I can follow that. That's he. He actually put thought, he'd been thinking about that earlier this week, I can tell.
4: I've
3: been thinking
2: about that my entire life. (laughs) The (laughs) first,
3: the first
1: Space Marine I killed.
2: The music starts going in his head.
1: All of that Games Workshop store and Katie Mills. when i rolled that fucking <laughs> when i rolled that store owner just like that i do not sorry as soon as he rolls that last dice just and he's like and you killed my warlord
4: that's
1: when it all started
3: i don't know man so i feel like i've got you know what i would go for like now but you also have to keep in mind. I haven't actually played Warhammer in a great while. I've been painting. I've been hanging out in the community. I've been doing all this stuff. But like my stuff hasn't been ready. Haven't like got that game in yet. So I feel like there's you know what I would go for now. But if I had to like take it back to like fifth edition, I got my Space Wolves going, and just like tweak that into Heresy. So the year was what 2008. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, if you see a picture of me now, I'm pretty clean cut. I'm a good looking guy. I like to think. And uh but I clean up nice. I got, you know, professional look going on. Back in those days I had a pretty sick fucking mane though. Yeah,
1: you did. You had long hair. It was <laughs> down to your shoulders, and that's how we knew you. And uh it constantly was constantly
3: had this breeze blowing in my face when my hair was just billowing it was, behind me. It was yeah. weird
1: because Derek was notorious for finding himself in pictures where his hair was blowing somehow. And it's like, we're inside. How the fuck was your hair blowing? Like, it was like some weird, like, aura or essence was, like, causing your hair to blow. Like, it knew a picture was about to be taken, so, like, a swift breeze would blow from, like...
3: Somebody would shut a door, and then, like, the breeze would blow my hair.
1: It's like, how the fuck we're in the gym? Like, how's your hair blowing?
3: Like, what... It it was always hell when I was hanging out with people who would smoke, because all that would just find its way into that breeze and just blow right into my face.
1: It was... (laughs) I remember that one picture you took. It wasn't even like it was like a snapshot that somebody took. I think Alyssa took it. She snapped a picture of you, and like it was sun rays coming, and there was like somebody had smoked, so there was like smoke underneath your hair while your hair was being blown, and like it was like just like this.
3: It looked this, like a Snapchat filter. It, it was like it, it was like
1: a like a picture of Jesus Christ himself. Like what or, you or like
3: from the cover of like a romance novel. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Anyway. So, I feel like that version of me would like show up, like uh, sleeves ripped off the shirt, kind of ripped up by the collar a little bit, and bark at the moon by Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> just be like blaring as I'm like running through like the running down the tunnel. I come out. I'm like you know growling like yelling at some people like on the sidelines. And, oh, you got queued up. Yeah,
1: I'll take care of you. Come, on. sell it to us. So, come on. This is the tunnel.
3: Spotlight hits, I come out, yelling like a madman, look kinda like a, a less bearded Josh Delarosa, I like to think, Running down, like high-fiving people, fucking lights are going crazy. The guy at the table's like pissing himself. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> I don't even have anything with me. My, my armor case is not with me at this point. I don't have anything. I've got it's assumed I've got dice in my pocket. <laughs> I hit the table and then, like, from a flywire descends a platform with all my drop pods on it. (laughs) Fuck! Wow! It's like, all right, take your turn. I'm showing up in a little bit. (laughs) But I feel like that's kind of like Derek classic. Like right now, like the way I've got it built up, I'm a little more, a little more relaxed, a little more toned back. Uh, so I think pretty much. Uh, you listen to Block Party? I've listening to a lot of Block Party lately. I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, I feel like Talons by Block Party, it has like this really sick opening, I think. And it's kind of like this, you know, like alt-rock kind of thing where it's not like, it's not like hard, it's not like heavy, but I mean, I, I jam out to it. So this is... That's oh, an oh, that's that's ad. That's an ad for Swedish Fish. Shout out to Swedish Fish. <laughs> I got that jamming on. And pretty much the same thing, but I've got a haircut. Light's going crazy. I'm, like, running down the tunnel, like, high-fiving people. And I get there, get up to the door, get up to the table, and drop pods start hitting. No. I I know that's not the greatest. I'm just kind of coming up with this off the top of my head. I didn't have this, like, loaded up.
1: I'm going to tell you right, real quick. (laughs) There's not going to be, like, dry underwear in the house whenever Scott rolls in. Uh, like with yeah. his journey. <laughs> like, like this,
4: I, I know.
2: Like
1: there's I gonna people right. there's gonna be people there that don't know what the fuck's
3: going on. They're gonna be
1: like, Fuck yeah, waiting
2: my whole life to this moment. <laughs> okay, but yeah,
3: but like Scott's like the kiss of Warhammer players. Like he, <laughs> he puts on a phenomenal performance, it'll change your life. Like I'm not I can't <laughs> I can't measure up to that, like on a performance level. Like like I said, he had that plan
2: visual <laughs> <saga>.
3: <laughs> He's not there to play Warhammer, he's there to change lives. I just imagine, like, (laughs) Uh, Scott Switzer's
1: in his late 40s, still playing, still coming into Journey on that handmade throne. (laughs) It's like the one sport you could play that just, like, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter how old you got. Like, uh, his mind's still as sharp as ever, Kent. (laughs) Like <laughs> he's uh, he, uh, there, there they're helping him down off the throne.
3: Sharp as a attacked, Bob, and ro- rolls dice like he always has.
2: Diabetes has clearly taken one of his feet, but he still, <laughs> still
3: appears to, uh, having a little trouble with his uh, scooter on the ramp. There, oh, there he goes. He's, now he's in action.
1: Fuck yeah! You get like some like n- like. If if it was sponsored the way it is like could you imagine the real fucking games that would start coming out like the real competitive games like i feel like uh uh like china would have some really competitive warhammer players that like would just whoop our ass and would just like i feel like there's a somewhere deep down in this alternate universe we're talking about right now <laughs> there is a movie where it's like the like the cobra kai drop uh, the cobra kai versus like some <laughs> poor kid who's just like getting into it
3: and like i want to see the back alley warhammer in that universe
1: yeah back alley warhammer is a thing and uh once you get to the competitive circuit of warhammer you know it's w- one man versus one man wits are tested
4: <laughs> like like <laughs>
1: like because you you're grading everything man you're grading painting score and all that stuff and like you know, they're, they're testing you for like, uh, they're, they're testing your models to make sure you painted them yourself. <laughs> and like, it's
3: like, you know. Son, have you been painting on performance-enhancing drugs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: did you have help from Black Label Painting to get this done? He just, he just did my <laughs> bases for me.
3: He just, my basis,
1: disqualified. Like.
3: <laughs> this model has more than 40% non-oil.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so yeah, that universe we live in. I'm glad we don't live in that universe cuz that's uh, uh <laughs> the sponsorships fucking out of college and shit, like going to college on your Warhammer sponsorship. Your <laughs>
3: scholarship, man. So what about you Michael? What's your uh Warhammer wrestling introduction?
1: Uh Tom Sawyer by rush. Like hands down, like there's no I'll get it for there you, you boys. I'll get it. Like no, there's no
3: doubt. I mean, yeah, we all know, but <laughs> like I just I, set I, the mood. <laughs>
1: Like that's a uh, that song. I could walk in any room and just be fine with. Like this is, as soon as I come in, like yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so easy to just like. <laughs> worry
4: mean mean
3: yeah. <laughs> spotlight hits,
1: yeah. <laughs> like that's a good guy song. Like I don't care. Like if it was me versus Scott. Scott would be like the pompous dude who's like like oversold and oversponsored, <laughs> and I'd be like the kid coming in, like the new guy. I'd like, be the like new the people's kid, champion, the people's champion, like the underdog. You just like come in, just it's like, all right, let's do this, Dad. This one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> my dad has like cancer or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta He's using your dad's dice, <laughs> using
1: my dad's <laughs> dice, yeah,
2: <laughs> using my dad's army, like. Yeah. You, you just basically told me I would be the white Goodman of <laughs> professional Warhammer.
1: Thank, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's you. Like, you're, you're the bad would, guy.
2: Would Ryan Kimmel be the Patches of hoolahan of that story? Would he, like, be some grizzled old leathery guy in a gym, like, trying to trade you up?
3: Yeah, that's exactly like... <laughs> can we Can we put that on a plaque?
1: <laughs> yeah uh that's exactly what ryan would, patches of <laughs> ryan would be ryan yeah. would be the patches of some, hula hand of just some like, call
3: him the patches of Hulahan of
1: warhammer <laughs> <laughs> he would oh my goodness <laughs> like he would be testing you like could you imagine getting trained by ryan how to like use his kimmel brain <laughs> in, like <laughs>
2: If you can dodge a Charybdis, you can win this <laughs> whatever game.
1: You throw it at you. <laughs> what are the odds I'm going to hit you with this wrench? <laughs> I don't know, like one in six? Wrong! <laughs> <Bam>! <laughs> it's a D3. <laughs> it's one in three. You forgot about the hatred. <laughs> you got to hate your opponent, <laughs> but you got to respect him at the same time.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, what, what can we do to make that world a reality? I, I, want, I want it. I don't know. I uh, We
1: got some work to do.
3: If you're out there and you want to sponsor Warhammer players, hit us up. I'm down. I'm game. Yeah, if you want to drop your multi-million dollar <laughs> contract.
2: If you're out there, <laughs> I've enjoyed your product for years. <laughs> Trust me. Very intimately.
1: <laughs> what a good question. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for submitting that question. I'm, I love it. I'm going to ask every other Warhammer player right now. It's like, hey, what would your theme song be in a... World where Warhammer is just overrun with corporate sponsors and you know, just completely <laughs> sold the fuck out. Like uh,
2: they, they say separate okay. ways by Journey. You tell them to pick again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like, what, well, you think that wasn't going to be picked already? The fir- literally the first thing picked. Come on. <laughs> Scott called the shit out of that. <laughs> Wasn't wasting any time. We made sure we understood that was, his, that was his, his, his thing.
1: Next time I go to an event with Scott, I'll make sure that plays when he walks in the room. I'll get the fog machines and everything. I'll try and find a gold pinto. Don't worry. So Let's make some calls. So that's it for voicemails, man. Uh, Scott, tell us about Music City Heresy. How'd that go?
2: Uh, the Music City Heresy guys. It was uh. A uh, one-day event, uh, essentially like a one-day narrative, coupled with two days of open gaming. Um, the event was sponsored by Dave Sampson and Black Label Painting and Joe Kirkus. they are two uh, 30K players that play a lot in the Nashville area. So if you're in that area, you know you can find them on Facebook. You, I know they, they listen to our podcast and are part of our Facebook page. So certainly uh, link up with those guys if you're looking to play in that area. Um, Music City Heresy uh first off we had about 14 people turn up which initially doesn't sound like very impressive but the thing is we only had about three weeks notice that we were even going to have table space at all to have this event so this was was the uh, tnt grand
1: tournament right this was tnt grand tournament and then okay
2: yep and uh the music city heresy uh crew which is samson and kirkus uh linked up with those guys like i said super short notice they were kind enough to accommodate us with some table space and um i got to give a lot of credit to uh dave Sampson and joe because they really they pulled a ton of very well painted terrain kind of out of out of nowhere and ended up we ended up with like 10 fully uh trained out tables with really good themes you can check out all those pictures on our Facebook group, uh, all the different tables. And, and uh, I tried to get as many pictures of the armies as I could as we were playing. Um, also, I had some really good prize support from uh, Grimm Brothers Powder Coatings. Uh, down there in your neck of the woods, uh, Josh De La Rosa and the De La Rosa Brothers sent some uh, vacuum seal cups up for the first 10 registries. Those guys all got free vacuum seal cups. So that was super badass, you know, I don't, that went up and um, David Tenson also got some dog tags made from some of our uh, Heresy Brothers down in Australia. So uh, we got to use those and kind of, we're hoping that this event becomes an annual event and after the impression on the, uh, the event organizers that they're gonna have us back again next year matter of fact, I think they've, they've already confirmed that. So mark your calendars. It'll be around this time next year. Music City Heresy and that's in that. It's an awesome town. I mean, outside of this awesome heresy going on, great tables, great armies, and, you know, lots of great people. There's a lot to do there as well, so it's a good destination for that kind of event. Uh, we started the day off. There are three games at three different point levels, 1,500 points, 2,000. Points and 2,500 points, and uh, it's the standard format of of loyalists versus traders, uh, seven and seven because we had 14 teams. Um, the first mission, uh, was uh, it was codified, so one that either Joe or David had written, I don't remember which, but um, essentially it it was. extraction so what we did was you you would have to move on to those objectives capture them in the same manner as you would the relic and hold them until the end of the game you could move them you know closer to the board edge or somewhere more secure where you weren't just getting like constantly bombarded or whatever um a cool feature they implemented in this was that each table possessed a trait that benefited the team who controlled that table so for instance the table i was playing on in round one if I won that that uh, table and I controlled it, I won that scenario for the Loyalists, who I was playing for, um, they got, like, plus one reserve to their very first uh, reserve role of the game and, you know, things like that. Um, ignores Gets Hot was one of them. So you could help out your team by, you know, trying to pick where you wanted to go and who needs to go where to get what trade for your side. So uh, my first game was against a guy named Nick. From Indiana, Nick plays Night Lords. Um, I've known Nick probably a year and a half, maybe even I don't know. Yeah, year and a half sounds good. And he plays. <laughs> um, it was only fifteen hundred points, so we didn't have like a like a lot of big crazy stuff. But he really, really good player, and really plays Night Lords. I think to their to their like maximum potential. He was playing a Sicker Battle Tank, a big unit of screens, some in them to bus, the librarians and chaplains and uh, an apothecary. He had a bike squad of outriders, which is pretty good for night lords because they get buffs to their cover set. So, and um, whirlwind Scorpius, some tactical Marines, and I think that was about it. Uh, I took Solar Ox, so if you look at the pictures, you'll see a desert table, and there's like his Navy night lords kind of colored Army with uh, lightning bolts, and mine was a, like an off white solar ox army. I took two 20 man laser rifle sections, so 40 dudes on foot with an Aegis defense line, uh, two Droxons with demolisher cannons, and 10 man Volatar squads inside of them with Volkai chargers, uh, and a Thunderbolt and a Malkador in Furnace, and that was my 1500 points. Uh, we started out and like, I'll just kind of go over the highlights of each game. I'm not going to go turn for turn or anything, but Nick's sickering pumped. Like it God, it did like seven pins to my mouth and furnace and blew it up. Turn one. So what? there there was my, yeah, just straight up dude. This sickering like batted far out of its weight class. It wasn't even funny, but, uh, I guess that's what I get for bringing him out. It. Dude, for it
1: real. That was karma biting you know,
2: back. <laughs> due to the sicker just fucking going beast mode and fucking wasting it. Um, that ended up being a really close game. I think I pulled it out. Uh, the game ended on turn five to my benefit. So it was like one of those that I was on objectives where he was. And I think I won like seven to three. So it was a pretty close one. Um, my second game was against a Death Guard player. I don't remember his name. Uh, he, he said he was pretty new to the hobby. He's a friend of uh, Samson's, really good painter. His his uh, Spartan is the one I posted the picture on the Facebook group. Uh, does a really good job with his washes and uh, that that kind of weathered Death Guard army. Like having a well painted Death Guard army, I think is all like, always one of the most striking things you're going to see at a heresy event, you know. And this dude definitely had that going on. Um, We had a real select... I think I won that game by, like, three points in the end. It was, uh... It was like a modified Dominion type of thing, so you score your points at the top of your turn when, you know, if you're on an objective and you're not contested. And then my final game was against a guy named Jacob, who plays uh, Alpha Legion, and he plays... uh, it's the army, he has Dynat, so he has um, plus one armor pin when he's in your deployment zone. And then he plays a lot of Deep Striking, uh, Machine Killer Vets, and Ambulus Drop Pods, things like that.
4: Yep,
2: uh, Real. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. And very good against a dude who plays a lot of tanks, as it turns out. Shocker.
4: <laughs> but,
2: uh, <laughs> pretty pretty good that was actually uh probably my favorite game it was super close um went right down to the wire i think jacob beat me 10 to 7 and the cool thing about the event over the whole thing was how back and forth it went like loyalists won very heavily the first round traders won heavily the second round and then i think we we ended up as in the loyalists ended up winning by nine points Uh, yep, so Loyalist ended up winning by nine points, super close. Um, like I said, first round went our way, second round went there, and third round we just barely pulled it out, so it was a lot of fun. Um, one thing I want to shout out on the podcast, I don't know if he's out there listening, but uh, there was a guy named Reed from Bowling Green, Kentucky, and he was on the Loyalist team. He played Black Shields. Remember how I was talking about the fiddly little bits that were all over So lose one. You uh, can't really replace it unless you buy a whole new box. Well, sure enough, one of the the entire, like, barrel of one of my um, last rifle sections, rifles broke off. And I couldn't find it anywhere for hours and hours and hours. And I was, I was, you know, kind of disheartened. I wasn't pissed or anything. But I was sad because I knew I had to buy another one and repaint it and fit it so it looks right and not shitty. Well, Reed found this that night, buried in the carpet. And I don't know how he did. He didn't have to stick around to help me look for it, but he did. And thank, thank God, he found it. So, Reed, if you're out there, send us a message or something, and I'll fucking throw some price support in the mail for you if you put you put some uh you put an address in there for us. So, I think I got a Domitar. I don't have a symbol. Maybe you can put that to some use. You know, we'll we'll hook you up with something nice because I owe you it saved me it saved me like like a lot of ass pain him finding that thing so i really appreciate it um like i said man the event was awesome we really appreciated you know TNT having us dave and joe really worked hard on that mission packet each table had its own narrative that was you know really well written and uh, it all made it a very immersive experience and kind of highlighted everything this community's you know known for and is valued for so I think we made a pretty good impression. I'm pretty sure it's going to be an annual event from now on, and I definitely look forward to it many years to come. So,
1: That's fucking badass. That's that, man. Hell yeah.
2: Yep. That's super dope. you got to come up next year. You've absolutely got to come up. If you've never been to Nashville or anything, we can show you around. It's a fun time. You won't remember much. but <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this Nashville trip sponsored by Bush Light. Bushlight, <laughs> Bushlight. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure, for sure. That's uh, we need to put together like a heresy gauntlet. Like, you know, you have to understand like which uh, which heresy events to go to in the the circuit of America. You know, put put together the That's gauntlet. Right, we might probably get like well, a little been... card. <laughs> <That needs laughs>
2: a little punch, well, a little punch yeah. card. i been to, like ones out there and this one was definitely right up there with you know the very best ones I've ever been to I had a blast man it was a lot of fun at the end of it me and Sam Samson played like we played a big mega battle Samson pulled out like 8,000 points of golden demon painted mechanicum, you know <laughs> that was a lot of fun man
1: <laughs> those are the best ways to get your ass kicked like- <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah <laughs> dude they're filthy too man don't let him fool you. Don't let that little Tennessee bastard fool you. He he knows what he's doing with those fucking with his six thanatars.
1: <laughs> I know the guy who made that list. He's he's ruthless. He's ruthless when you ask him to fucking just <laughs> let you go to town. It's pretty horrible.
4: <laughs>
1: uh, well, all right. That's uh, I appreciate you talking about that. I know it's uh. We're cutting it close, guys, on the on the time, so we'll go ahead and uh, jump to musical break, and then we'll do some uh, some event shout outs for you. So, y'all have a good one, guys, and we'll catch you later. Bye.
2: Yep. See you next week.
1: welcome back. Now we got some events that we want to go ahead and get shouted out for you guys. If you want your event shouted out, just go ahead and shoot me an email at warhammer 30 kcom Provide me as much detail about that event as you can, so I wouldn't, uh, you know, won't fuck it up or anything. And uh, we'll go ahead and get that shout out. And of course, you can always call our hotline at two zero nine RFI thirty K zero and get your event shouted out in the voicemails, which is probably the preferred method. It's probably the easiest method because you know what it is, and you'll get it right. So anyway, first things first, we got the Bug Eater GT. That's going to be June 2nd to the 4th. It's going to be at the Miller North High School in Omaha, Nebraska. And I've actually seen pictures of this event and it's like a full gymnasium full of fucking people. I mean, this play this this event looks massive. I know in the past, it's all been 40 k This year, they got the Horus Heresy event going. I know that's a powerful Sean Freed territory over there from CZ Initiative Podcast, so I'm pretty sure he'll be there if you want to go get your autograph signed by him. Uh, the Bug Eater GT has been running for seven years, bringing people in from all dozens of states each year to play a number of different games. This year, the Bug Eater GT is excited to add a Horus Heresy to the events. You can play all three days or just one or two. It's up to you. So Friday, it looks like there's going to be a Horse Heresy Mega Battle or Battlefleet Gothic you pick. So if you want to bust out your old Battlefleet Gothic stuff, you can. Representing the initial invasion of the planet. I fucking love when events do that. Uh, Saturday, you got a friendly three-round tournament. Then on Sunday, you've got Mortalis or a four-player game. You play with a different partner for each game. All the events are tied to one large narrative event, the Conquest for Marniacs 4. While there will be some awards, most of the prizes are either randomly given away or put in your swag bag. Swag bag comes with buying a ticket for all three days you can purchase separately. So that's pretty cool, guys. It seems like how most events are being run nowadays. Uh, looks like they got the three days where they all work with each other, getting that uh getting that Adepticon-ish vibe off of that. So Really cool that they're going to be doing that at a Bugger GT. I'm hoping that uh, Sean has something to do with all this because he's a bad dude and really cares about the fluffing narrative. So we'll see how that goes down. If you're in the Nebraska area, definitely give that a give that a chance. That's uh, June 2nd through the 4th. So next up on the list, June 24th, Circle City Heresy, the Baracus Insurgents. This is actually going to be run by... Uh, Perpetual Paintings Dave, and he's going to be running it in the deep, dark basement of Ryan Kimmel. So that's, uh, you know, if you get a hold. I don't know if I can shout this address out because you'll have sweet, sweet Ryan Kimmel's address, and I don't want to go ahead and go throw that around the Internet. But it uh, looks like it's pretty much filling up. There's a lot of people that are interested in going. It's Saturday, June 24th at 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, the Braxton and Sturges is a one-day horse heresy Kill Team-style narrative event focusing on small-scale missions and conflicts in the Baraka system. Doors open at 9 for the first round to begin at 9.30. This is a five-round event. Games will be fast, using forces around 300 points. List construction information is available in the pinned post. $20 entry fee includes lunch as well as a mountain of prizes and swag. So, for starters, that 20 bucks is not only going to get you entrance into powerful Ryan Kimmel's house, it's also going to get you some Kimmel... Homemade food. That's right. You're going to get Ryan's sweet, sweet wife make you a delectable. And I'm pretty sure Ryan always pitches in as well. So it's going to be like, just, there's going to be so much love in that food. And for 20 bucks, you really can't beat it. I mean, there's where, why would you go anywhere else? Uh, I have no, I mean, my mouth is watering just thinking about the type of food you're going to eat. I know last week they had like uh, lasagna or something like that, something ridiculous. So. June 24th, Circle City Heresy, Brackus Insurgent, run by Powerful Dave at Perpetual Painting. Why would you want to miss it? I have no idea. So a couple weeks after that, if you're trying to run the gauntlet, trying to make it to all these events, go ahead and make your way down to Texas, Hearst, Texas to be exact, because you got Texacon 2017 rolling up on you. So Texacon 2017 is going to be a... There's going to be a Horse Heresy event. This is going to be July 7th to the 9th. It's going to be at 1601 Campus Drive, Hearst, Texas. And this is going to be run by the sweet, sweet Lone Star Legion guys. It's going to be a three-day Horse Heresy event. Each day is going to have something separate on it, and uh, they'll get you taken care of. And looking at Texacon, looking at some of the past pictures, this looks like it's going to be a massive event, so... Make sure you take your wagons. Make sure you take anything that you would need to uh, to carry all your stuff because it looks like there's a lot of walking. It looks humongous from what I'm looking at of the pictures. So following up that next week, it looks like July 28th, you have the OFCC Warhammer 30K Weekender. This is going to be taking place in Vancouver, Washington, It looks like Rose City Horse Heresy will be joining forces with the Ordo Fanaticus to host a 30K campaign for this year's Ordo Fanaticus Game Club Challenge. So that's what the OFCC stands for, Ordo Fanaticus Club Challenge. We'll be pitting Trader Loyalist forces in a simple campaign. See rules below. Tickets will be $50 each, $40 for Ordo Fanaticus champions. Ordo Fanaticus Club Challenge is an event based uh, around friendly play, and it is meant to be a fun, non-competitive atmosphere in Portland, Oregon. It has been running for over 10 years and plays host to many game systems. Warhammer 40K, Age of Darkness, Blood Bowl, Flames of War Infinity, Age of Sigmar, and Ninth Age are all some of the game systems that we'll be playing at this year's OFCC. So, this looks like it's going to be a sweet event in Vancouver, Washington, 301 West 6th Street, Vancouver, Washington, which is the Hilton, Vancouver. Uh, info for the 30K event, it looks like there's going to be 32 spots for our 30K event, a.k.a. 16 tables. Uh, you'll need to sign up as trader or loyalist. There will be 16 trader spots, 16 loyalist spots. It will be three games Saturday and two games Sunday. Tickets will be $50, $40. for. Okay, yeah, we already talked about all this. Uh It'll be a campaign, not a tournament. So, Junkhouse Entertainment LLC will be giving away a Burning of Prospero and Cows box set as prizes. One of the best sportsmanship and the other best overall army, best army, will be judged on paint modeling and theme. There will be open gaming and a meet and greet Friday, Friday when folks arrive. So, that's pretty sweet. So, if you're in that uh, northwest area like Jordan is or Sam is... Maybe y'all should go check that out in Vancouver, Washington. So we'll see. I'm sure they will. So next up on the list, going coming in October 21st, 22nd, looks like the SoCal Open. It'll be held at the Del Mar Fairgrounds in San Diego, California. San Diego. It's a five-game tournament with three games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Players should bring a 2,500-point list using the Age of Darkness Force Organization chart. Multi-bombing is allowed, and the only restrictions are no relics or no Shattered Legions. So, that's going to work out. I think that's it. I think I got all of them. Let me just double-check. Let me double-check. Uh, no, got one more. The Invasion of Carolina. It's going to be August 19th. Carolina is a war world, a world of great importance to the Imperium. Traitor forces seek to bring under the influence of Horus. The initial assault was led by elements of the 3rd and 4th and Berserkers of the 12th Legion. They are unable to acquire key points in the surface of the main invasion force to land. The remaining loyalists on the planet have fortified their positions, praying for an onslaught of, on- of traitor forces. So, this looks like it's going to be the invasion of Carolina, August 19th, at Cruise Road Wreck. Don't know what that is. 1201 Cruise Road, Matthews, North Carolina. So it looks like you're in for a good old time. If you're a person that loves Horus Heresy and does not have an army yet, please come in and play in our Game Master scenario. This is an action-packed mission run by Overseer, giving you instructions. So they allow people to go in there that don't have a full army, but it looks like all participants will be required to play a 2,500-point Horus Heresy army list and a 1,000-point Talis list. These lists will be the same faction for... For example, if your 2,500-point list is an Iron Warriors, the Zomartalis list must also be Iron Warriors. Uh, there will be prizes for Best Painted and other various awards. We are not requiring armies to be fully painted, but there will be disadvantages if your army is not painted. If you're not a closer, it's going to be bad. Uh, admissions, $20. This includes lunch, beverages, and snacks, as well as goes for prizes. We do not make a profit for this event. We hope everyone can make it out and some roll some dice and decide the date. The, the Decide the fate of Coralina. They wrote date, but I realized it was supposed to be fate. So that's going to be it. Those are all for the events, guys. Like I said, if you have any events that you want shouted out, go ahead and send them in to michael at warhammer30k.com, and I will get them shouted out. If I could just read them off, that would probably be best. Um, But honestly, guys, if you have anything... That you want to talk about, send it into Michael at Warhammer30k.com, Derek at Warhammer30k.com, or Scott at Warhammer30k.com, and we will discuss it. We'll go over it, and uh, definitely go ahead and leave us a voicemail at two zero nine RFI thirty K zero. We love stories. We love anything you can give us. Anything that you want to tell us, we're gonna to listen to. We're gonna find it great. So uh, hopefully, you're liking the uh, new co-host we have. Uh, it's not. Not saying that uh that Ryan was bad. We do miss him a lot. <laughs> but I, I am hoping that you're you're liking the change and I am hoping that uh that we're we're doing good for you guys. Just want to give also give a shout out to all of our fantastic, fantastic Patreon supporters out there, guys. Thanks for hanging in there with us during these times of change. But uh I think we're uh I think we're finally catching our groove. So that's all I got. Kinda doing some rambling now. So I guess we'll let you get on to your next podcast, boys. We'll go, I'll queue it up for you. Here it comes.